0: Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watch back when TVs had a static snow cover channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. Am I in hell? Not yet. I'm Scotty Moe. I dreamed I tore all the skin off my face and was somebody else underneath. It's Corey, (laughs) aka Tornado Jones, and psychically, he's very well endowed. It's our guest this week, Tom (laughs) Kizavat.
1: Those are all really good.
0: (laughs) I thought I was going to struggle (laughs) finding quotes, but I I surprisingly did not. Because this was a rare movie, I didn't. uh, Yeah, I didn't write down many quotes, but um, I sure, I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, But uh, Tom, say hello real quick, and I'll give the four one one of who you are.
2: Awesome! Hi guys, thanks for having me. This is gonna be fun.
0: Yeah. So. To give some background on why Tom's here, first of all, he designed our logo. So that cool Monster Squad thing. Uh, Tom is an amazing artist that him and I know each other from two lifetimes ago when yeah. uh, we were both on a fan site called Sega Addicts. And Tom was the artist on there, did a lot of cool concept stuff of like Sega versus Capcom, the game, and would draw like basically the full manual for each of the fighters and things like that. Oh, okay. um, he's also uh, writing, an on- writing, drawing... I assume you're still writing the story for it, because I remember at one point Mike was helping you, but for his comic called, oh, shit. It starts with <laughs> an R, and it just left my brain. Help me out here.
2: Oh, he's a, he's a real good friend. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Revival, not to be confused That's with it. Revival, which is an image comic that I had no idea existed until after I named mine the Revival. So
0: That's usually when you learn of things existing. We yeah. When we started this, we were like, all right, get the YouTube, get the Twitch, get the Gmail account, there is right. a static. There's there is static zone, but not the static zone. Oh,
2: there you go. Yeah, out
0: there, uh, like stuff like that. Um, well, that but no, for
2: me, nobody reads the comics, so I don't think I have to worry about image coming after me.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Radar, you know, it right. should be fine.
0: Um, so. and so as you guys could tell from all the quotes I just read this week or this episode, we watched The Shadow from 1994. <laughs> I left the Blu-ray downstairs. Fuck. All right. Scotty. <laughs> let, <me go. laughs> let me let me go get it. Fuck I it. Have, I'll be right. I have a DVD. Oh yeah, great. Right. Tom's gonna get the DVD and he's gonna read it because it's closer to him than the Blu-ray. I went downstairs okay. in between us sitting down and now twice, and I didn't even think to get it then. All right, read us okay, that perfect. synopsis, Tom. All right,
2: I'm gonna do it in the trailer voice from the yeah. from the shadow trailer. Alec Baldwin stars with Penelope Ann Miller as the legendary crime fighting superhero in the wittiest action adventure since Indiana Jones. Donning his sweeping (laughs) black cape and disguise, the Shadow takes on his most dangerous nemesis yet, the last descendant of the great Genghis Khan, whose weapon of choice is an atomic bomb. With the fate of humanity hanging in the balance, they square off for a spectacular battle in a dazzling mixture of mind-blowing special effects, humor, and a dose of the macabre that will hold you spellbound. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, very wow. congr- Very
1: good. Yeah. We might need to record it. We might need to get his voiceovers for some shit. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah, actually I, I let's the trailer over and over again. It's like so perfectly cheesy nineties, like the whole he was consumed by evil. Like the yeah. uh, so It
1: sounds like, like a story that Bubba Hotep would go on. That's what it really felt like felt like. Yeah. <laughs> a
0: bit, yeah. You know what? Let's we'll start the episode over. Tom, you say the intro, the welcome to static zone. We'll just start from there. You know? <laughs>
2: I'll just uh, do a dramatic reading of the entire manuscript. The tra- the, the transcript, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <The> Perfect.
0: <target. laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> So, where to watch this? Uh, insert I Scotty's typical streaming. Oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> today's
0: World of Bullshit rant of how it's worse than it's ever been. Because you can only <laughs> rent this on YouTube, rent it on Prime, obviously DVD, Blu-ray. You can you find can the entire... Yeah, there <laughs> you go. From Borrowed me. from Tom. Uh, <laughs> the entire 1933 film is on YouTube. <laughs> but... I need to watch that, yeah. I've I heard still it's like... horrible. But <laughs> it's... Uh, it's I rented mine on YouTube. I rented mine on YouTube and then we got the movie got to a point that I'll get to in our discussion where I decided to buy it, um not just to watch it a second time, but we'll 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 get to that. I'm going to try to there is this is another time where like 90s was like, "Oh my gosh, all these actors that went on to do so many other things." So I'm So gonna, much shit i'm gonna uh if you guys don't mind i'm gonna rocket fire through the cast along with what they've been in and then we can go back to tap on them if we want to uh funny enough i mentioned alec baldwin first and didn't mention anything he's been in but you know we thought of talk we'd talk about this and surely there's no controversy about Alec alec baldwin shooting people left and right anyway (laughs)
1: yeah wait what was the 30 rock that's what he was on right that's
0: all I could picture in this movie, and I just watched, the, yeah. not the latest, but the last Mission Impossible, where he's like the serious government official. I'm like, you are not in the CIA. You are an idiot on 30 Rock. Like,
1: I you know. kept thinking, sorry. <clears throat> anyway, I kept thinking, uh, what is it? Not Stallone. What is it? The one, uh, Steven Seagal. I was like, this could be Steven Seagal in this movie, too. <laughs> like, just in oh, this role. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. He pulled off the tuxedo Smooth Talker. Uh, yeah, you're
0: right. All right, yeah. go ahead, Scotty. Sorry. Uh, John Lowe, who is Shiwan Khan, he's been in Rush Hour 2, The Last Emperor, the Year of the Dragon. Oh, yeah. Penelope Ann Miller plays Margot Lane, she was in Kindergarten Cop, Year of the Comet, uh, the latest series Dahmer. Fun stuff. Peter Boyle oh, wow. plays <laughs> uh Mo Shrevnitz. Shriv-
1: Shriv-
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, known for the movie Taxi Driver, Young Frankenstein, The Dad in Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, And then we've got goddamn Sir Ian McKellen plays (laughs) Reinhardt Lane. Uh, He's Gandalf and he was death in Last Action Hero. That's all you need to know. Clearly, Uh, Tim Curry is in this. He plays (laughs) Charlie Claymore. Tim Curry from Home Alone 2, Rocky Horror Picture Show Clue. How have we not watched something with him in it yet is beyond me. Uh, And then last but definitely not least is Jonathan Winters. Uh, he's the police commissioner. I don't know if he ever said his name in it, but police commissioner Wainwright Bart. Um, he was in Mad 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 World, Mark and Mindy, and did voices for most of the '90s cartoon characters. Not main characters, but he's been in a ton of really, cartoons. yeah. For,
2: for other old people like me, they might remember him from Disney's Halloween Treat, where he plays a, a security guard in a museum, and there's like a and then a pumpkin version of him like sass, sass backs him through the whole special there. He's like the bumper, he's the framing device for all the cartoons. Oh,
0: that sounds horribly wonderful. Him,
2: yeah, they put him in pumpkin makeup and he's like, "Man, eh, screw you, security guard!" go Pumpkin
0: <laughs> makeup. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty he good. He
2: just carries himself for like for all the bumpers for before the videos. The, nice. The, the that's nice. great
0: um the director i'll admit i didn't know his name but oh did i actually did i spell that correctly let me double check my own thing here i did okay I, did. I thought i copy and pasted it i thought Sorry. his
1: last name was macaulay at first and i had to reread it when it was when the credits oh yeah no across.
0: yeah it's right uh so russell maca maca macaulay um, Macau! Known for the 1986 <laughs> film Highlander. And then Corey and I haven't oh. gotten to it yet no! with our Resident Evil thing, but it's the <laughs> next one, Resident Evil Extension. It, yep, yeah. Extinction. Uh, and also a bunch of Tales from the Crypt episodes, Teen Wolf TV series, uh, the Netflix series 12 Reasons Why. And he's done a ton of music videos from what? ACDC, Duran Duran, Elton John. And he's also directed, like, DVDs of music videos. I was trying to find... This is one of the rare movies where I had to like stop myself from doing research because I was going down multiple <laughs> rabbit holes between the cast and other things. Most notable, probably oh, just shaking
1: his head. Yes. Aside, aside from this
0: being, aside from this being like clearly Batman, but not the most notable thing I think for this whole movie is the writer of the screenplay, which is David Cup, who did before uh, this movie. He wrote the screenplay to Death Becomes Her. Toy Soldiers and Jurassic Park, so of course everyone was ready to work with this guy. Yeah, um, oh yeah! And then after this movie, he did the first Mission Impossible, Spider Man in two thousand two, tons of other stuff. Like I have him, I have his um, IMDb, IMDb open here because he also did the Tom Cruise Mummy, a bunch of the Lego movies, and like different kind of straight to DVD Lego stuff. Oh, he did the screenplay for Lost World Jurassic Park. Um, wow. Just yeah, insane. Uh, Zathura, The War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. He's worked with Tom Cruise a lot now, I realize. Um, most recently, or whatever, Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny. No! Wrote,
1: take that for he, what you will. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, take that for what you will. He wrote that movie. Um, so that guy's doing all right, and I feel like he's arguably the strongest name in this whole thing, aside from Alec Baldwin. Yeah, um, and then we'll was there, start
1: was like Alec
0: Baldwin, like he's never been like big though, right? He's never been. I don't feel like he's been a big movie star. He's been like side characters and bit characters. I feel more than
2: I, guess, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I, I'm probably a little older than you guys. I feel like maybe he was recognized as more because I think he did like a lot of cheesy action movies, too, or or like thrillers and stuff. And I think that maybe is what he's more. Yeah, for. I didn't really watch any of that stuff when I was a kid. I was I was like, you know between maybe around the time this movie came out. So I, I didn't really watch a whole lot of Alec Baldwin stuff. I remember he was on the Simpsons. That was cool. But like, Yeah. That yeah. was the funny part. Yeah.
0: Apparently,
2: Apparently this I was like...
1: more movies with the younger Baldwin than with Alec Baldwin.
2: Yeah.
0: That's, that's what I was going to say is I, I don't know how I forgot to mention it. Uh, I'm loading up his thing right here now and double checking when he was in Beetlejuice was 88.
2: Oh, right. Right. Yeah. He is he, he, the he, dead
0: oh the dead guy in the dead couple of that yeah. movie, which I did not even put a face to him until I, always I saw forget Beetlejuice that. again. Like, when did I yeah. see that? I think I saw just recently, like two years ago. And I was like, wow, that is Alec Baldwin. But every time it would go back, he'd be in another completely, scene. Completely I would be like, oh, Alec, is Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. It's <laughs> yeah. like 12, it looks like almost. But right. no, um,
2: yeah, I don't uh, think he was a big even after that. I think the shadow was one of his big, you know, leading roles. One of the first times and it didn't really do him any favors, but. I've always
1: heard about this movie, but never actually sat down and watched it until now. And I, apparently, it's a lot more successful than I thought it was.
0: I when we um, reached out to Tom to talk or to do an episode with him, bring him on, and he suggested this. And I was, and I immediately said, "The Shadow knows." And I'm like, "Have I seen this movie though?" And I think, no, I have not at all. This is my first full viewing. But those nice. toy commercials were everywhere, and that's oh, how I knew that quote. That's insane. That's yeah. I don't call it subliminal marketing. I don't fucking know. But yeah. um I don't think it's subliminal. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but by subliminal, I mean like my mind went back to commercials that I do not remember. Yeah, and like quoted that thing. So uh it released sept I'm sorry, uh July first, nineteen ninety-four. And if we go to the uh the well, we'll talk about the domestics here, the price the, the price. Um the I couldn't find the actual budget, that's always the hardest thing to find. Um, but I did find the opening and stuff. Unless, Corey, if your Internet's not horrible, if you want to open up Wiki, sometimes that says the budget instead of everything is else. Not,
1: is it not on IMDb at all? I mean,
0: you know, it. it's not the, um,
1: oh, the budget. It says, well, I mean, it says estimated budget was 25 million.
0: Oh, why do I not see that? Weird. Anyway, it's
1: underneath box office on, IMDb, but it's also IMDb, so take it with a grain Yeah,
0: but domestic, it brought in 32 million, international 16 million, and then worldwide overall 48 million. So, what did you say the budget was? 25 million.
1: 25. So it's successful, but it wasn't like a commercially yeah. successful.
2: Yeah, I know uh, uh, marketing pretty much doubles the budget of a movie, so I have. I think that would make it kind of a flop. And, and also, that well, makes sense because there's a lot of marketing. Yeah, uh, yeah. They marketed the hell out of it. The toy rollout was huge. I mean, those those things uh, warmed the pegs at KB for a long time after this movie came out. I remember seeing them. It was like that three for for ten bucks deal that they would have on all oh, the right. stuff. You know?
1: I watched that one video and they were showing the three ninety nine KB toys uh, price stickers. The classic on, cross out.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of people thought they actually wrote that on the on the tag, but <laughs> they were printed no. that way. There's oh, were they really? Yeah.
0: Dude, working in retail, we didn't have carpool.
1: KB. We didn't have KB toys down here. Oh,
0: if you, oh, awesome. if you, um, like my my time in retail, if you had to sit there and cross those out, you'd get carpet tunnel in a in an hour. Yeah.
1: I mean, I so, don't know. Uh, it was the '90s. So. It just made it.
0: I mean, that made it look like, oh, it's on sale. We, it's such a mom and pop yeah. business. We crossed it out ourselves and rewrote the uh, price. Yeah. As a um, consumer,
1: I mean, we're just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So going down the, the weekend, um, uh, domestic chart here, though. It was up against some stuff. I'll read, this show's 14 for some reason, I'll just read all these and we can talk about them. Number one, The Lion King. Number two, The Shadow. Number three, Speed. Number four, Blown Away. Number five, I Love Trouble. Number six, Wolf. Number seven, Wyatt Earp. Number eight, The Flintstones, live action. Oh, that was great. Number nine, Baby's Day Out. Number 10, Little Big League. Number four, Four Funeral Was in a Wedding. Number 12, D12, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, is that number, D12? It's not D twelve. It's D
1: two. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm
0: saying too many numbers, and my brain's D12 going slower D12? than my mouth. Uh, twelve was D two, and then thirteen. Naked Gun thirty three and a third. The final insult. Number fourteen. <laughs> Schindler's List. <laughs>
2: Woo! So hey, it's number two. That's one of the higher ranked movies we watched. It's on a. It's on a list. So. It but is. I think the following weekend was Forrest Gump, and then the weekend after that was True Lies. So it got killed. Wow! In the, the next couple weekends, it was up against True it. Lies. Yeah. Yeah. it was a piece of really rough uh, competition. For I'm sure. trying
0: to look at like this weekend, but I don't know what the, the gap wolf is
2: between
1: the Shadow mm-hmm. and the Lion King. It's like over yeah. twenty million dollar <laughs> gap, thirty four million to eleven million.
0: Well, I was trying to look at what some of these are because like almost every genre is represented in this weekend. It's insane.
1: <laughs> Stones is on this fucking list. See yeah, I, mean?
0: I remember the Flintstones. Shitless
1: list. <laughs> family yeah. friendly feel yeah. good hit of the summer yeah <laughs> right,
0: right. hmm yeah this is all over uh baby's day out shucks yeah you really
1: still made money still was not a failure
0: it yeah it still did make money which is also weird that we're only talking about one shadow movie um that's really that's I, it for like the numbers and the uh the cold hard facts we can kind of <laughs> get into it here now um I took four pages worth of notes normally I take two uh, <laughs> oh, my
2: God. A, really lot of, yeah. a
0: lot of these are bullet points of just things happening because it was another time when I caught myself just watching the movie and I needed to, like, write, like, pause right. it and actually write something down. Um, and then Oh, I, I did, started
1: my manuscript with you, so you knew exactly yeah. when I started the movie.
0: <laughs> um, I also watched, I got the Shout Factory Blu-ray version, uh, which Ooh. I will say flat out, probably not worth it if you can find it elsewhere for the same or cheaper because the only bonus thing on it is it well if you're a big fan it's worth it because it does have a photo gallery which is cool because i couldn't find any behind the scenes stuff of this except for that and like the behind the scenes 20 minute documentary they have on here which actually has alec baldwin in it so it is rare that behind the scenes stuff gets the star of a film i feel um but uh it was okay it like hearing all that stuff. And it does have a trailer on there. Oddly enough, it doesn't have the music video on the Blu-ray.
2: Oh um, man. Gotta have that. Yeah.
0: Kind of strange, but, uh, that music video is not that great. music video. <laughs> so
2: I, I have a lot to say about that later. <laughs> okay. okay. So
1: I'll get, the uh, way, I'll did s- you, did you get the $20 one or did you, and you're saying that the $10 one's probably all
0: right. It's probably fine. The It's nice to okay. have it on Blu-ray cause it does look good. It does like they it, it doesn't look like someone just tried to quickly transfer a DVD to Blu-ray, like the quality is right, okay. Right. Um, right. But, uh, I mean, it's if I was a huge fan of this and they tried to sell me that Blu-ray for $30, bucks, i would be kind of mad because there's not that. Especially compared to like Shout Factory, other bonus stuff we have that's just got hours of extras yeah. on it. This doesn't have that much comparatively. Um, but Shout Factory has sincerely upped their game since um, 2014 this was a Shout Factory release. If I say Shout oh. Factory enough then they'll eventually sponsor us. I've said their name <laughs> five Factory, times Shout now. Factory, <laughs> Shout Factory, <laughs> Shout Factory, yeah. Shout Factory, Algorithm, Shout Factory.
2: You guys talking about Shout Factory?
1: Oh
0: yeah. Uh, I hear, just I hear little
2: the little quality works.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Y'all go to Shout Factory? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I heard Elon Musk loves Shout Factory uh so oh let me
1: tell you i did an update and i fucking changed it to x and i said what the fuck is x because <laughs> i'm <coughs> old and not paying attention so
0: fantastic yeah, sorry go ahead yeah even though you are older than us tom Corey sometimes has a mentality older than you so we're why
1: is there a wasp in here <laughs>
0: <laughs> what uh, the fuck i've lost my train of thought uh entirely oh okay so This is my first time watching it. We'll just go. We'll do roundtable of that. Um, And I had Rachel watch it with me as well and learned once again Friday night is not the best time to try to pay attention to something because that's when the week hits us hardest. She fell asleep. (laughs) I was taking notes and was good to go. Um, So I waited until
1: today to watch
0: it. Yeah, I've watched (laughs) it a total of two times. uh, And yeah, that's my experience. So, Corey, go ahead with yours and then we'll let Tom really school us.
1: (laughs) Oh, my experience with this is I've always got this and the phantom mixed up. So
2: (laughs) yeah, it's an easy, with
1: with good old Billy Zane. So, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I've never actually sat down and watched it, but it, I got the vibes of dark man and I've watched dark man a lot. So, and yeah. I really like dark man. And so it threw me off when we saw him in the g- get up and he looks like fucking Liam Neeson mixed with Freddy Krueger.
0: So. That was confusing. I will admit, but I'm sure we'll get to it. So Tom, how many close
1: ups, man?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. The ups were not f- their friends for sure. They're
1: real yeah. bad. So I only watched it once. So I'm a one and done guy. But I took a, I watching it only like two hours ago. It's all very fresh in my mind. So,
0: yeah. So, Tom, what is this? An annual viewing for you or what? Uh, no, not, not quite to that level.
2: I, I'll provide some context because I do love this movie, but I love it because it has so many flaws. I think it's the, like the whole package. I love everything about it. Uh, warts and all. So the I saw it the first time because I'm old. I saw it when it came out. I was like a tween when it came mm-hmm. out in 94. And I, yeah. you know, I was a I was a fan of Batman, so I thought I wasn't super familiar with The Shadow. I think I knew of him that he was a pulp character, but I didn't know much about the the property, so I watched it and I was like, yeah, it was cool. You know, it was definitely trying to to ride Batman's coattails. It felt very Batman-y. The score was very similar to Batman, everything Man. like that. Man. Yeah, from right. the point where I thought I had to look
1: up the person that did the score to make sure it wasn't the same person. Yeah, like, <laughs> <you're talking about?
2: laughs> the, yeah. when I was I think hearing the score, but it definitely does draw inspiration from Batman for sure
0: yeah when i was hearing like when i had the dvd looping uh in the background and like parts of things looping and i kept just hearing the theme song i was like oh that it's so close to sound like the harry potter movies theme
2: oh i could see that it's yeah. very close yeah. to that very close yeah, like there, crispy, there's like two or a little three little
0: notes bit. in us in the same order uh or swells or something that's 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 right. super similar to that um right. so
2: uh, to continue though.
0: Yeah, no, go ahead. Oh. I'm going to double check something as I forgot a fact I wanted to bring in, but sorry, go ahead. Tom. Uh,
2: yeah. So, you know, I, I I thought I saw it. I thought it was pretty good. I'm like, this isn't Batman, but it's it's not terrible, you know, and I didn't really think much about it for a while. But over time, my love of uh, pulp properties and just old timey stuff, Art Deco and all that kind of stuff kind of grew, you know, through college and then through uh, through uh, uh, doing work. And we stuff. like the Rocketeer, so we get you. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I thought the Rocketeer was pretty cool as a kid. I, I thought the the movie, the story itself, maybe. Was kind of like cheesy but the the, the movie was cool so it's so kind of like my love of that retro stuff kind of uh grew and i became a bigger fan of the shadow like the property itself and i just liked the character i liked that it inspired batman i liked all that stuff and then and then uh you know over time I was, history I did, is yeah, cool. yeah yeah exactly and i was like i should watch that movie again i really did like that movie And i you know i go to toy shows a lot i'm a big a big freaking toy nerd so i would see the toys because the toys were clear and south they're everywhere at toy shows you know they were like five or 10 bucks, practically what you would have paid back in the nineties for them. So I would see those periodically, like these are pretty cool. They've got a lot of our deco inspired, you know, design elements and stuff. I, I should really start picking these up maybe because they're kind of fun. You know, I just like the yeah. retro packaging and the, you know, huge nineties fans. So the
0: boxes are very, the color scheme is very striking for this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and over Something time called I, the shadow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over time, I kind of got obsessed with just the concept of that, Yeah, i think nostalgia added a lot to this where when i first saw it it was like meh but then looking back on it now it it was Mm -hmm. very much time capsule you know the the way movies were back then how old and weird they were you know the they they had the painted uh uh, the matte painting backgrounds oh so many very
1: so many beautiful matte paintings in this i love matte paintings
2: (laughs) i I miss a lot of that stuff and you don't really see it anymore so it kind of became like a nostalgia thing so i was like yeah i should definitely watch it again so i watched it again it was sometime last year. And then I was like, oh my God, I love this movie. <laughs> I love it because it's so cheesy. I love the, the 90s of it. I love the painted backgrounds, the practical effects, the bad makeup, the bad CGI, like all of it. And I ran out and like, bought all the toys. I had searched for them and bought them all. It wasn't hard because they're so cheap. I could see Scotty picking uh, up a couple of these. Yeah, they're they're insane. So I I just became a huge Shadow fan after that. And so I watch it again this year. I kind of like watch it every spring now. I don't know if that'll hold out. But for now, I'm still kind of in the in the shadow madness. Cause I actually worked for a pinball company, two stern pinball. And, uh, uh, one of our designers, one of our current designers, Brian Eddy designed a, uh, for Valley designed a shadow pinball machine back in the nineties when the movie came out. So oh,
0: I didn't, somehow I didn't even cool. find that, like doing research that that didn't even come up. Did that actually get oh, released?
2: Yeah. yeah, it was, it was like way back in 94. They, uh, um, I actually played it at the, uh, there's a Midwest gaming classic in Wisconsin every uh, year.
0: Yeah, I know about that through our mutual another Chicagoan friend. Oh, (laughs) this thing's look this thing looks ridiculous. Yep, I found it. Yeah. It's a pretty
2: popular machine actually, yeah.
0: And Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, Baldwin is over
1: is in the Baltimore area, staring at you the whole
0: time, <laughs> like, over here. like holding his ring, and like, you want a drink? I'm going to buy you a yeah. drink. You know, like <laughs> he looks yeah, like, can
1: on this we, we kind of like the, 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 there's a whole lot of mind games going on and like hypnotism. And I was like, this feels weird. Just like, just being like, I have this squad of people that I can control. And I'm like,
0: that's just, that's nuts. weird. Um, <laughs> The uh, you said something that brought up. Oh, you mentioned the toys. We'll we'll mention this and go back to them. But they were like not a KB exclusive, but definitely KB got more of them, apparently, or something is what I understand. So I feel like that might be why it just got lost in the ether of like the subconscious of the world when this was out
2: yeah they really bought into it i for whatever reason kb would stock up on stuff that didn't sell i mean like i remember skeleton warriors going on clearance and like all skeleton warriors (laughs) (laughs) one of the best theme songs of of a 90s cartoon it's so cheesy Uh, so good but uh, better in humanoids oh yeah that was was super metal that whole show was metal but it was it was fucked up
0: did i oh i forgot to put a link that's
1: our new podcast old toys When we yeah. when we talked about Transformers and when we when we that was like one of our first episodes and Scott I was like do you like Transformers and he was like oh man you don't
0: Corey know did not know like, <laughs> my background for Transformers because all the yeah. video game podcasts we've done all the like Twitch streaming we've done together somehow Transformers has never really come up probably come because up. the only ongoing thing besides that new Netflix series is all the Michael Bay garbage that he's not even yeah. involved in anymore but people still yeah. call it that um,
1: no one but, has Beast. He's in it, I have to see
0: it. <laughs> that's already out that's that was the movie I couldn't remember. That's literally already out on streaming. I could watch that on Paramount yeah. Plus right now.
1: Unicron's cool. in that movie. I don't know how that makes sense. So it doesn't <laughs>
0: mm, I can't see movie. Yeah, I was gonna say something else, but it'd be spoilers for that Netflix show that Corey doesn't need to watch. Have you seen that, Tom? The Netflix Transformers uh like Oh, was it the what's it called
2: War or Cybertron or Fall of yeah. Cybertron? It's yeah I, which is not
0: thought, anything to do with the game, which we're st- like arguably is the, game, the best Transformers the video great. game ever released is yeah. War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. I
2: think, um, I think the games were a lot better.
0: Get your physicals
1: because that might be lost to time soon. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: I, I was bummed that the online was taken away because it had the, the first it made no sense. But the first game had three player co-op campaign. And yeah, I, yeah but what? Yeah, I never got to experience that. But I uh, I, I want to say something about toys real quick that I think. Maybe Tom can relate to my anger with. Uh uh so there go. I there were there used to be a Toys R Us near the GameStop I worked at when I used, still worked at GameStop. And before and after shifts, anywhere to kill time is a Toys R Us. Just not even How if you it? don't even buy anything, you just walk around for the stimulus. Video you know? games or something. But the um I, I'll never forget it was it was probably twenty fourteen or fifteen. So they were kind of in between different Ninja Turtles series, like cartoons, but I remember finding their weapons as toys in, in Toys R Us, and I picked one up, and then like, made a noise, and I was like, what the hell? And I looked on, and I'm, I'm like, looking at this thing, it says, like, uh, real imitation, whatever sounds, and I got so mad, because I was like, you don't make the toys make the noise. The children the Make yeah. the noises when they're playing with the toys. You're taking away oh, from the this children. Sh-
1: <laughs> this shit started early, then.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> no, but that like legitimately made me mad. That like they're thinking children are that stupid that they need something to make a noise that they're not going to. They make are. So you're supposed to
2: go <laughs> cling cling. You know, you're supposed to make yeah. all. Almost- yeah
0: that just like it was an <laughs> illogical anger that i didn't know i was capable of <laughs>
2: did you throw it on the ground like wow what is this and
0: Garnage. then i lit it on fire and ran out the store no. this is uh,
2: bullshit i didn't speak to your manager <laughs> uh,
1: you need to know that y'all are wrong like,
0: yeah
2: that was a no. dark point, and I guess the I guess the uh, 2012 series had been out at that point. But I know there was a kind of a, a drought for turtle toys for the longest time, so they were probably just trying to like you know ease back into it. Maybe they didn't quite have their shit together yet. I, I was yeah. just in Walmart the other day, and I still
1: check the aisles, and there's like a lot of cool ass Transformers and now yeah. TMNT stuff, and yeah. I'm just like,
0: well, that whole Bach. I don't I don't know if like Playmates I don't know who makes I don't is Kenner still around. That company
2: has, has bought them like way back in okay. the 90s
0: because I've seen now at toys, toy stores. What is that? I've seen on uh, Walmart and like Target and stuff just literal repackaging, but it says Nickelodeon for like turtles toys and stuff. Like even the old, like clunky looking pizza throwing, yeah, turtles. Yeah. Uh, like the things that never I had no friends that had those because they were too, <laughs> they were also like twice the size or so almost twice the price. So you weren't saving up your allowance mm-hmm. for that goofy thing, um, yeah. But
2: there's a bunch of them and I'm just like, fuck. But like Yeah, they've reissued a ton of stuff. Like that that's kind of been Playmates MO for a long time. They haven't really done anything new. They just keep re-releasing the old figures. It's those old powerful. Mold, those tired old molds that they just keep making money off of Gen Xers over and over again.
0: But I mean, the power of nostalgia works. with that is the new um TMNT Mutant Mayhem is out and the toys oh, are out. Yeah. And I picked up one of the toys because it was literally um like Mikey with a guitar. I forget what Leo was. Donnie was Dracula and then Raph was an astronaut. And I almost <laughs> bought it and I have not even seen this movie. But oh, between but between, you. but between my brother and I, we had those four alternate costume turtles. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't even seen this movie and I want this toy. This is bad. Yeah. Set it down. Go buy groceries. Get out of here.
2: No. <laughs> they, were all, they were all based on subsets they had done, like the wacky west. So they put they put Leo in the Wacky West uniform from that old line. Mikey was like part of a sewer spitting line where they all had beach themes. That's then, what it was. Yeah,
0: he had like a yeah. beach hat, dumb thing. Yeah, Raphael
2: with the astronaut from the Turtles in Disguise when they each had their own thing. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was a total throwback. They're, they're definitely tugging at the at heart. You need know, to go see that movie, it too. W- it
0: was, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a reissue. It was literally the new design of the turtles yeah. in those costumes. Yeah. So it like was jarring, but recognizable enough that I almost yeah. fucking blindly bought it. One of the figures it. I saw
1: was one of the frogs. Like one of them. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, what are they called? Well, one of them's named Genghis Khan, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Genghis Khan. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Genghis oh, Frog, the whole and Bona Frog. It all comes back circle. It all is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what are the kids, though? How about that guy that, like, raped tons of women and conquered half the planet? Yeah, let's name one of the frogs after him.
1: Well, let's start with, like, the shadow himself isn't going start off as a good character. You so. want to talk
0: about this movie?
1: <laughs> we, we, well, we probably should. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, So what I want to mention before we get too far into it, though, is this the shadow originated from the 30s and Mm -hmm. then they didn't do probably what they should have with it. Batman came out in 89. This came out in 94. I feel like if that had flip flopped, maybe more people would have jumped on the shadow bandwagon, but I'm not sure. Probably. Um, Yeah, I did.
2: I wondered about that because I, I I feel like not not to get too far off topic before we talk about the movie, but I I feel like Hollywood kind of miscalculated why Batman was a hit. I think they thought it was because it was a pulp property, but it was because he was a superhero. I think, but yeah. so instead of instead of being like, well, let's explore other superheroes, they kind of went like, well, let's go explore other '30s and '40s pulp characters. Because then you get the Phantom, yeah. you get the Shadow, you get Dick Tracy, you get all these characters that nobody was really. I mean definitely not kids were clamoring for kids would have loved more superhero movies after that. Yeah. So I think, I mean, the reason nothing else lived up to Batman is because they, they went too old timey with it. And I think kids just weren't responding to that. I mean, even, even me who loves old timey stuff now, even I back then was like, Oh, the shadow's cool, but whatever, you know, Yeah, it, so it was cool.
1: PG 13, by the way. And we get yeah. dude, a lot of, a lot of, Violence in this I should, movie.
0: Uh, I should have yeah. said. I should have said this at the beginning. Not as much as our Birdman episode, but there's suicide everywhere in this, and that uh, uh, they, they Rachel, make fun of it. That's that's what I was gonna say. Is my partner Rachel when we were watching this? She was like, "This is not good." I'm like, "Honey, I, I hate to say this." But this was back in the 90s when suicide was kind of hilarious. And I'm not saying that, like, I thought it was hilarious, but that's just, like, it, it was the, the butt of so too. many jokes. Like, look at Looney Tunes back then and stuff.
1: Unfortunately, um, it got a chuckle out of me, like, when it happened. Like, I was like, what? Like, it got a more shocked chuckle out of me. Because it's just, an like, annoyed- the guy jumps off and then just bounces off the building. <laughs> that was rough. Like,
0: the the only one that um, like legitimately annoyed me was when tim curry because you couldn't tell how far that fall was and i feel like since he was still inside unless that there was like a three-story drop i don't think he would have died from that crash but yeah
2: I curry because it was, it was a glass table, right? maybe the glass cut him up in in addition to the I he's I a guess. pudgy
1: scientist he could have fell from a ladder and probably <laughs> he not made it sure so.
0: is um, I'm going to go through some of my notes to try to keep us on track because I think I think I think the merchandising of this is going to get us so far off. It's already has. But um, yeah, the first one of my first notes here uh, is the music supervisor is Jelly Bean Benitez. Did you guys catch that in the opening credits?
2: I <laughs> <No, laughs> I did. I wasn't. That's a I, pretty amazing.
0: I didn't look past it. But, Jelly Bean you know, Benitez. Is that what you said? Ben- Benitez, like B-E-N-I-T-E-Z. <laughs> Um, oh okay. If you want to Google it, Corey, go for it. I didn't go past, you know. Maybe they had. Right, what hippies, was it again? Hippie parents. Jellybean, Jelly bean, all one word. Okay. And the last name is. <laughs> Don't
1: you ever say that to me again, Jelly Bean, <laughs> all one word. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and then the last name is Benitez. It looks like Benitez. Um, and then, uh, oh. Corey, what, our what? our favorite member of the Static Zone universe comes up real quick. Uh, famous Asian yeah. number two,
1: <laughs> Ali Young. He's yeah. in. There. He's in fucking everything yeah. we watch. I catch him every time.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> he doesn't last long.
0: He might no. literally be the most repeated actor out of like everything we've watched for this podcast. I think he's been in. <laughs> he's so, he's more working. Than anything else. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. So jelly. Okay, so John Benitez, also known as Jellybean, is an American musician, songwriter, DJ, remixer, and music producer.
2: I assumed it was a nickname, but that uh, you never know. Yeah, it's <laughs> alias. So, Damn parents,
0: you never know. DJ Jellybean, here he comes. It's <laughs> like Shaq. He's DJ Diesel. Uh, yeah, Ooh, same. Yep. Um, but my first note here that's highlighted is the Holy Man's Temple is the home base for Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bad like yeah. I, I am astounded that they didn't use that shot more or that that was not a play set come on
2: yeah i maybe if the if the movie had succeeded and the toys did better they would have introduced play sets later yeah
1: Man, also been, i didn't it didn't it realize i mean granted is that kind of foreshadowing the the hotel monolith in the in later in the movie Oh, could be. you could argue
0: it. that You the, the reveal of it. You
1: mean? It just dawned on me. Yeah, like we're just like, oh, he was showing clouds, but also like, was it like making it to where he only saw it when they wanted him to see it or something like
0: that? I don't know. I think the whole idea of the hotel not being there, they just screwed that up left and right. Like they really could have done more with that, I feel like just from people not. It, it, it's, it's funny to me that they didn't have like a random bird up there and just run into nothing and fall down, you know, like something like or that. Small jump of off a building and bounce off of it. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, that could have been funnier to me. Can
1: but... we talk about Alec Baldwin's fucking terrible looking fingernails? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about <laughs> his chest
0: hair. Cause you'd get lost in that jungle. Holy crap. I was stuck in the fingernails. I was like, <laughs> the, well, that was, yeah, the... not,
1: this This reminds you. Remember that movie that Tom Cruise was in last Samurai. This reminds me of kind of like that, where it's just like they put a white guy in the middle of a different culture that people in America don't understand. Like,
2: yeah, it's a,
0: mystical and whimsical. It's opium the same. Yeah. What was that, Tom?
2: The opium drug lord. You know, like, yeah, somehow yeah, I mean, it's Big dog Trouble dog. in Little China. Yeah, like,
1: that's what I feel like is like this as well. So
0: it's the same as like uh, Keanu Reeves got a lot of shit for being in. Um, I forget the name oh, of it. God yeah 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 yeah. even though he's like more Hawaiian than American or something like he's less American uh by um by um heritage than people think Keanu Reeves which you would not be too surprised with I would think with that name but yeah, like he yeah. he got don't shit profile for that because <laughs> what I'm not I'm saying everyone else did I'm saying like Keanu everybody was like he looks too much like typical white dude to be amongst all these other people, you know. That's cuz of Bill and Ted. <laughs> so. Among other things, yeah. Um yeah. did anyone else in the beginning again when uh so he fights that flying knife and I think that pretty much sets the bar for what we're in store for <laughs> I
1: recognize I recognize the older uh Asian dude in the beginning too, the guy that they brought in.
0: Oh, I've seen yeah. him in
1: other movies as well. Uh,
2: well, he
0: was in big trouble, wasn't he? Or no. Ali Ali Pong, Ali Pong. Uh yeah, I think so.
1: Let me I look should. it up. I got the IMDB pulled up, so there's,
0: there's so many names in here that I I neglected a few. I, no, I don't know why think. I said that.
1: It's James Hong. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's a lot.
0: Um, but did anyone else call it when uh his when Alec Baldwin's would-be teacher, he said uh Baldwin says am I in hell? He says not yet. And then did anyone else call it that they were going to cut to New York? Cause I,
2: I saw that a oh, mile yeah. away, a mile away. Yeah, yeah. Away. When they're
1: like, then they go to the desert dis- uh, the, the disgusting land of. I was like, it's going to be New York, yeah, New, New York, York City. City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's That's either before Giuliani got in there and cleaned it all up.
0: So, so. Clearly, Um, yeah. It was either going to be New York or Jersey, but I feel like New York was just more easy to shoot or pretend. The later '90s, in.
1: it would have been Jersey. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: As, as yeah. the butt of the joke. Um, cinematic, I banish sure. you to the to the mystical
1: land of Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs>
0: right. Um, I went outside of my notes and lost my place. Uh, another, <laughs> another ugly. quote, another quote here that made both me and Rachel laugh when we were watching, uh, when he's in the Cobalt Club. And he's late. And then the commissioner just says to him, I'm sick of the shadow business. Cause in my head, <laughs> immediately I heard Zed from Men in Black were like, We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Rip Taylor or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Rip yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh
0: yeah, that was like how
2: kind of the, a lot of the dialogue is sort of old timey. They kind of retain a lot of that silliness of old dialogue, you know. They're actually mm-hmm. they're actually lines that they pluck right from the radio plays too, or the, oh, the radio. That's cool. Like uh, 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 the line when uh, uh, it's later in the movie when when uh, Baldwin says, "You know, I think he's going to get a visit tonight from the shadow." You know that oh. that line totally it totally sticks out because it's so cheesy. But that was straight from the old radio plays because uh, Orson oh. Welles would do. That. He's like, "I think he's going to get a visit from the shadow." You know? <laughs> <laughs> like every, you know, like, why Lamont, what are you going to do? You know, it, 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 like Margo would cue him up and he would always have a line like that in the radio. Can play. we
1: can we talk about how he goes next time you can be on top as one of the, his catch? I went,
2: what that, <laughs> yeah, that, that was definitely a nineties line. PG 13. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was that was pretty edgy for a nineties line, I feel like. Like I feel like that that meant fucking <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It, it was just so confusing. Um, it was especially confusing because it was just thrown away on a random thug. It wasn't like a prime enemy yeah, that he's it, been seeking out, you know? It was yeah. kind of a throwaway. Um, I don't know. It's weird. That was something I wanted to mention, yeah. though. Uh, I feel like if this got made today, it would have worked a little better because the big trend right now with heroes and stuff, even Marvel and DC, is the gray areas. Is like the heroes yeah. that are not 100% like Captain America's but also not 100%. Shadow's just, a
1: piece of shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like that's kind of like what you were saying, Tom, earlier is like kids can't really connect with this because he's not just a straight-laced superhero. He's really yeah. not. It's like Blade. Or it's yeah. Like, I, I'd say the closest resemblance at that time that was popular would be Venom because he does try to do a good job but fucks up so royally all the time. Yeah. It's um,
2: it's really and, odd too, because, you know pretty much every hero back in the 30s was the aspirational super good guy superman type hero so yeah it's even if the character would even exist back then was kind of strange that he would have such a dark past and that the whole reason he's a superhero is penance for the stuff he's done you know like that, that i got pretty, ghost ri- i got ghost rider vibes from this a lot
0: i yep. can see that yep yep yeah. yep for sure, because
2: it's it sure. very. I mean, Batman kind of follows the same path, but his whole thing is yeah. that, he, you know, he got screwed over when he was younger. Not he screwed over a bunch of other people when he was younger. Right. But he yeah, started, the, you
1: know, that's the <laughs> difference between them: is one doesn't kill, and one 100 does kill.
2: He yeah. so, <laughs> Has absolutely yeah. no reservations about that. Yeah.
1: No uh, fuck it. So <laughs>
0: the, I, I thought for the '90s though that these effects were pretty decent. Like I was surprised how well. It, yeah. And, and, and watching it on a Blu-ray, I was surprised that they, aside from, I mean, I was literally looking, when he's standing on the bridge in the first big shadow uh, crime-fighting scene, I was really, like, looking in the background and I could see, like, the curtain folds or something of the background. Like, it looks so just plastered.
1: I saw his face, and I went, oh, oh, what? No, no. Yeah. What are we doing?
2: Like... Right. I feel like that was them having their cake and eating it, too, having the... So you know he'll he'll use the hypnotism to disguise his face. That way we get the big nose from the original pulp. But then he can also be handsome Alec Baldwin when he's not wearing the costume. Because yeah. because otherwise he'd be running around with a big nose and being tall and skinny and ugly, which is what he was in the in the original uh, stories. You know, oh, so. okay. trying the to be a, a cool leading man. But they also got to to reference the the nose thing. So, but the makeup was so bad. It was so it was like, so bad. It was 94. Yeah, but and one when, of the reasons it was so bad is because it looked so much like makeup. You know, like, it yes. it wasn't that he was ugly, it just looked like bad makeup. It yeah. made him look like one of the other uglier Baldwins, I thought.
0: That, and, like, when um his when his cab driver looks in the mirror and sees him change, it's like, oh, God, you just look like a mob boss from Dick Tracy all of a sudden. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't, what you look,
1: he looks like the cop a from Maniac Cop. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. You don't look human anymore. That is clearly okay. five more chins on your face, you know? Right, right. Um, when I
1: saw Peter Boyle, I loved Peter Boyle and everything he was cool. ever in. Yeah. yeah, he's great in this. He has all the jokes in this. He, like, he has a lot of
0: that. Uh, yeah. Probably my favorite one of my favorite scenes in this is when he's standing by the cab reading his uh, getting better at. um um, uh, tele- What is it? Telepathy or psychic? Mind reading or something like something enhancing like your psychic mind reading, and he says, Someone's coming, boom, dead body boom. on the sidewalk from the <laughs> yeah. building behind him. I'm like, Jesus, just a Christ. thug,
1: dude. Like, yeah. you're just like, Oh, geez, that, yeah,
0: yeah, this is not how that body would have reacted to that fall, but that's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's moving, movie, like,
0: gone into pieces, Fine. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, just going through my notes here, like the laboratory, the first lab scene. Where you recognize Tim Curry because he's eating up the scenery, he's hamming it up. But then you like it's do a early second, '90s
1: Tim Curry, so yeah, yeah. But then
0: you do like a second take, third take, and you're like, "Yeah, that's Gandalf. That's Gandalf. He's just a oh, stupid no, I, I scientist." Oh no, I knew immediately.
1: I knew he's, immediately. Yeah. I think I
0: just ignored the credits the first time through, like the pre the opening credits, because uh, Rachel <laughs> caught the jelly bean, and then the second time I saw Ian McKellen. But then when he's actually in there, I was like, "Man, under." <laughs> I, I want to say exactly like he does now. <laughs> yeah, he always looked like he's ninety, I guess. But um, yeah, right, I want to say Sir, he was he... underused, but at the same time, he just does his part. He does that part well. He fits that scientist mold. Yeah, I, I mean, don't. It feels he, he feels like Alfred to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of fills that role, but he he wasn't mm-hmm. really a big well-known actor in the states. And right, I think he was mostly stage. Britain and this is like one of the first major roles he had when he came over. I, I know he he was worried about doing an American accent because he, he didn't think he was very good at it. But he doesn't really speak enough. you did really notice. He just yeah. kind of mumbled. Or it's very
1: just monotone, like yes, my con. Like, he's so
2: he, he's so absent minded that he kind of plays that up and just sort of you know his delivery doesn't really need
1: to to. Well, there's jokes all throughout the movie, even with him. Like when he's talking yeah. to Margo and he she he's she's just like I'll just I'm so depressed ever since I've seen, and he just goes that's nice, dear, and just keeps oh, yeah. working on his bomb. Yeah.
0: Oh, Do that you. so that scene I want to talk about um, when she's in the foreground. And like he's very far back there, but it's not blurred right. out. That happens like three or four times in this movie, to the point that I wasn't sure if it was like referencing something else somewhere. Because <laughs> in the first shadow crime fighting scene, the I'll just call him a mob boss because I don't remember his name. Um, when he's Duke. like Oh yeah, Duke and then his two thugs yeah. and the dude with cement shoes. Um, at one point, Duke is like in the foreground, like he's half of the screen. And then in the background are his thugs. So it looks like an old 80s music video. That happens like three or four times in this because it happens with him.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like it looks like one of those things where you're seeing like the, the, the star is in the foreground but also in the background. It's the same Very person theatrical. and like it happens with him. It happens with Penelope. It happens with Baldwin at one point that I forgot to notate. But did you guys notice that? Like, it happens just visibly. I've noticed that
1: now that you pointed it out, It re- I realize it might just be a stylized thing for the director. Yeah,
2: I think I, I was kind of, because a lot of the shots feel uh, um, notable somehow in that way. And I think a lot of it is just trying to replicate the cinematography from the 30s is what I kind of assumed. Okay. A lot of the, or a maybe lot Batman. Were, <laughs> felt Kind of Citizen Kane-ish in in some mm you know with the use of lighting too and just how strange the sets were you know kind of i thought it just was trying to go for that old-timey feel
1: oh man could you imagine orson wells in this movie
2: (laughs) He'd have He'd to. Be, drunk. He would, there wouldn't be enough scenery to chew between him.
1: You just hear him in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'd be a laughing battle at some point between. <laughs> like a fight <laughs> would oh, be yeah, delayed.
1: That's what the fucking shadow
0: does. <laughs> a fight would be delayed for like five minutes because he, the shadow would be laughing. You can't see him, and then Orson Welles is just continually laughing. And the shadows like maha. Ha, ha Orson Welles, ha, ha, ha. Orson Welles you is a bad
1: guy. Orson Welles yeah. is Genghis Khan. That would have been great. <laughs>
2: He would have been drunk in every scene though. He would have it, it would have been perfect. Yeah, you don't think Gigas Khan wasn't drunk?
0: <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Just dead on there. Um Yeah. But no, everybody's great in this film. There's so many good supporting actors, even the cab driver that's not uh Peter Boyle. And I was like, Who the hell is that? Oh, yeah. And then I had to like look through stuff and was like, Oh, that's the cop in the first Home Alone movie that doesn't give a shit that Kevin McAllister is missing when
1: his yeah. parents call the
0: airport and he's got like donuts stuck on his mouth while he's answering the yeah. phone and stuff. It's like that guy's good. my
1: lucky day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: kind like, of character actors in this in this movie for sure. Yeah. It's like a uh, Dick Miller. Like whenever you see Dick Miller in a movie, you're like, hey, it's Dick Miller. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I spit it. That name sounds familiar. Uh, uh it's the guy from Gremlins. Oh, crazy
0: old man. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Gremlins 2 as well. Right, right. And this, also the the neighbor? what is it from the the horror movie called Evil Tunes? He's in yeah. that as well. Good
0: lord. Good. Uh, I own It's need not a great it. movie. No.
2: <laughs> Mm-mm.
0: Um let's see. I mean if you guys have other stuff, I'm kind of going down through my notes because uh in order because I'm I just
1: remembering scene kind of, of I mean we're jumping way ahead here, but do we want to talk about how the Ba- which all right, let's talk about the bad guy. The bad guy is the last descendant. Oh yes. Of Genghis Khan and right. has the same mind powers <laughs> as Lamont, who is the shadow Lamont. What is it, Cranston? And yep. uh so look, Mont Cranston is basically just Bruce Banner at this point. And then Genghis Khan's descendant shows up and makes a guy shoot himself in the head. And again, PG thirteen remember this so
0: (laughs) just again just suicide's hilarious let's have him shoot himself the movie
1: was lacking an f-bomb and a boob like yeah uh, if that would have been the trifecta for the pg-13 rating
0: right the um i I will say though that security guard was really great because when genghis khan wakes up in his uh tomb sarcophagus i don't know what the hell they called it cast no it's shuan khan is the one that (laughs) yeah sorry when Khan wakes up, I'll just say Khan. There you uh, go. and like the guard, like deputy Dewey there is just like, uh, <laughs> we're, we're close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was flea from, uh, from red hot from red chili, hot hot chili peppers. peppers. It could have been.
2: Yeah. I know I recognized him. He's another character actor too, I think, but I, I don't know his name. Yeah. I, I well,
0: know he, he's a character actor. The two random security guards for the laboratory, like each of them I recognized. And. Oh like, yeah. I didn't recognize
2: him from, uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Right
0: yeah uh, maybe that's I a name now. i've not heard in a long time um, <laughs> did I, I mean, I I, I, let's see i thought i jotted down who they were i loved now, harry let's... and the henderson that's,
2: that's not the guy who played neelix in star trek is it I wonder oh if it's that i don't know oh shit star is it <laughs> <laughs> you know he's got a very similar face but since he had the makeup i'm not i can't 100 percent. Oh, hold
1: on all right for the sake of conversation <laughs> i will research so
0: <laughs> yeah let me i'm trying to look up the security guards but i can't find them now uh, in my own notes, which is great. Um, I mean, part of the mind control, uh, but, oh, another, let's see here. The, um, the sanctum, we could talk about that. That was, I, nice. I love
2: that. I thought all the sets were pretty good. Actually. I, I kind of missed the days of practical sets. I'm a little tired of the CGI. Yeah. Sets. I
0: His kind of made sense because it was not this giant bat cave. But it was something right. that and you saw like how it was put together. They, they they took a second to like show the gears. But then when he's walking down those steps, you see the weights that are going up on the pillars to like yeah. bring the walls up and stuff. And it was like and then also but um, it was either right before that or right after it where they showed the pneumatic tube system that's just throughout just they, like if, if you wanted to have your gerbil run free in new york basically yeah, uh, that,
2: that
1: thing's so dumb that, that was like the futurama yeah yeah. That,
0: yeah exactly that blew my mind i was like this doesn't make any sense and the maintenance for this alone would be atrocious and then but yeah. i was like it's the 30s it's the 30s it's the 30s you know
2: it's one of those i also like how go ahead i'm sorry oh sorry i was just gonna say that's one of those things that to me had a lot of like dumb charm is that it made absolutely no <laughs> yeah but it looked cool on screen. So that's why it was in there. You know, it was like, cause I, I feel like nineties movies totally went for it on that kind of stuff. You know, a yes. lot of the lot of those yeah. movies would just have scenes that pretty much don't have anything to do with the plot or, you know, just really strange set pieces. And it was all just for the sake, like toys is notorious for that. The Robin Williams movie. There's just so much yeah. stuff in the movie that has nothing to do with anything, but it's just there because it looks cool. You know and I I kind of like I, I have a soft spot in my heart for for the cheesiness of the 90s in that regard.
0: Well, no, I mean sense. you could yeah. argue that's that's uh without saying anything that's world building in this in this movie, yeah. you know, to show like he really doesn't have a sidekick but he has an army of drones essentially. But right. that also made me question like is that one dude just sitting there 24/7 waiting for yeah. those pneumatic tubes to show him something, <laughs> you know?
1: I liked I liked how it made sure to show the gadgetry of everything. You yeah. Know? Like like when, when he steps Golden's on that like panel.
0: Going, yeah. The or like is, when he's
1: going down the alley and he like touches the one side and like opens up the side, this, oh, sorry, the side thing. And then he like is able to close it behind him so no one can follow him. You're like, what the fuck is all this shit? Like, right. it just, it's so crazy. Like, he, he has this, the city's just built around him is what it feels like.
2: Right. right. It was odd that he wouldn't put his his base of operations underneath his house, though. It's like, then he has to have his cabbie drive him to the to the office every time he's yeah. well, we get more
0: Peter Boyle time. I'm fine with that. Yes. So, yeah, I, I, I did. I boss. did think that was really weird because they ke- they kept showing those establishing shots of his mansion. And I'm like, OK, back at Wayne Manor. And we're back right. at Wayne Manor again. Wayne, and this back is, back is Wayne, Wayne Manor. Manor, you know? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, let's see here. What was I going to say? Um. The Sanctum was cool. (laughs) Corey, you you mentioned when uh, Mr. Khan rolls into his Sanctum that that was an interesting scene. And very jarring because I have still not seen an an introduction of the hero meeting the villain like this probably ever. Like this calm.
1: They just have a conversation and like kind of respect one another because they both understand like each other's powers. Mm -hmm. And but also it's kind of foreboding because you know, they're not going to get along. Right. Yeah. And that's not the only time it happens. There's multiple times in the movie where they have, like they do another one where you're talking about where he steps on the panel and pulls out the gun where it gets a little bit more serious. And you're just like, this is kind of cool. Like, yeah. And then that, but then towards the end, he just fucking lobotomizes him. So, <laughs> I didn't see that which is a fate worse yeah. worse death, I think. Right. So- yeah.
0: Did, yeah. Did not see that coming. Um, yeah. It's but kinda that... cool,
2: but like, oh, mm-hmm. sorry.
0: No, you're say, go ahead I like yeah,
2: I always like the idea of the villain kind of respecting the hero or the other way around, you know, because he was familiar mm-hmm. with all the deeds, you know, from was it China or Tibet or wherever he was? And that, you know, that implied oh, that yeah. they were even trained by the same, the Tulku, the, the guy that trained, that uh, yeah. they both learned under him. Of course, Khan killed him. So, mm-hmm. but.
1: Well, I mean, it's like, he's the good guy, he's the good disciple, and then Khan is the bad disciple, so he has to kill the master and all that stuff.
2: I like that he represents his dark past, you know, because Khan Mm -hmm. has the same powers, has a similar origin, but is a total dick, and Lamont is trying to escape that horrible past he had, and, you know, of course, Khan Mm -hmm. reminds him of that, blah, 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 opposite sides of the same coin, etc., but I thought that was kind of cool, it was a neat dynamic. Con Khan
1: underst- Khan yeah. understands atomic warfare.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't. Maybe the way he's introduced, you think that he's been dead and just sitting in that tomb, and then he was. I walking. thought it was biggest Khan. <laughs> that was the impression. I, well, that also throws off the audience. I think when the when the curator says that he's a. Um, then he, he essentially says he's Genghis Khan, or he says that the, the thing on the side says he's Genghis Khan? Eugene, so that kind of yeah. throws you off for a second.
2: I think they implied, I, I can't remember if they said it specifically, but I thought they said that he, doesn't he say that he traveled in his sarcophagus? To He make explains it, that later. Okay. So I do think it's implied that he's been sitting in there. I think he was off, he was off doing crazy, horrible things like Lamont was up until the point he came to, to New York, I think. Gotcha. His, was place. I don't think they ever explicitly said that, but. Was, it was kind in, of in the, the very
1: beginning. It's very much just like, oh, this is Genghis Khan. And then about 15 minutes later, you get the it, actually it's the first scene where he sees Alex Baldwin in his study, and he's just like, oh yeah, I'm Shawan Khan, I'm the last uh, descendant. And I was like, oh okay, I'm glad you actually explained that because I would have just thought you were still Genghis Khan this whole time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I thought I thought their interaction was like surprisingly progressive, especially for a 90s movie, because the the big villain respects him. But uh, mainly because the hero was a villain first, but also, I I mean, he kind of is. Yeah, he wants him to be he wants him to work with him because I think part of it is he doesn't want to waste his time trying to fight him because his ego is still high enough that he knows that he'll win. So he's trying Mm -hmm. to, like, kind of nip it in the bud because he knows that the shadow is the opposition that will Mm -hmm. not really stop him, but at least slow down his world domination plan. Um, What
1: the hell is the dagger's name? Oh, the Perba? I think Purba also uh, the, the shadow yeah. can't control Purba and that, that that's
0: the
2: real villain. Not, so, that yeah.
0: never truly made sense to me that he could not control the shadow. If anybody wants to explain that, go right ahead.
2: Yeah. I'm not really sure why. And then until he can, you know, it's like, Oh, I can't do it. Oh wait, now. I can. Oh, it let it cut my neck. And
1: now yeah. I can't control it. Like, yeah,
2: I'm really I, sure. Why? Like, were they implying he just dug deeper and found the ability to do it, but they never released really- imply that he found time. he found
1: jesus i guess
2: so yeah. i don't know
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah i
2: feel like I, the, whole, the whole second half everything after the uh that
1: the movie fall. falls off a little bit in a couple yeah. spots after, the, i it, feel it, like it,
2: that water tank scene is the turning point it just kind of feels off the rails after why that.
0: does that happen why is tim know. curry there like, he's just yeah. i gotta go visit my big old orb on the docks like what the yeah. hell is
2: going
0: on <laughs> it seems, that scene?
2: I I, I we I already like, know tim curry sucks yeah yeah like the the first time I watched through it after you know the first time after seeing it since I was a kid, like last year when I watched it, I was like, you know, I, this movie's actually better than I remember. I don't know why I didn't like it the first time, and then it gets to that scene, and then everything just kind of feels derailed after that. And I'm like, oh, it like the third act is now super bloated and kind of yeah. moving slowly. It seems dumb that he would fall for such a simple trick from Tim Curry it kind of makes him. Look like
1: Tim Curry immediately turns the water on and knows like water yeah. is the shadow's biggest enemy. Right. Like,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it, it was just odd. That whole scene just felt out of place. And I think I feel like they only added that scene because they needed Margot to rescue him from something. They needed something for her I to do besides I just light like work. They you already
1: know? are established that she was helping. Like she was already investigating about the building. Like why yeah. did they need her to show her that she was helping again?
2: Maybe. Like, <laughs> scene is what it felt yeah. like. She maybe needed to make scene. Tim
1: Curry make make it. Also, maybe maybe so. There's no gray area because like if if tim curry had died without that scene you're just like well was he really that bad well with this scene you know he's like a piece of shit yeah so, right
0: i thought also there really was no sense of urgency because of the bullet holes in the side of that sphere that you just hold could, your mouth
1: there why are you still going I, to the door like he
0: could theoretically uh, and still uh, except for exhaustion and not eating food he could theoretically be there forever because those air holes were there she
1: also you teleported know? there Like, cause that building filled up so fast. (laughs) She was in the
2: car. Yeah. Um, it's kind of strange. That whole whole thing just kind of threw the, the the pace of the movie off. I feel like it really
0: did. Yeah. I feel like it slowed down, um, from like when, when it gets to his sanctum and he meets him, I think I think it it hits a wall when uh when Khan possesses the billboard, which is one of the dumbest things oh, in this whole yeah. movie. That was so
1: and,
2: nice. I was like this is just really bizarre. The llama right?
1: cigarette yeah. instead of yeah. camels yeah. is so funny. Yeah, they use that. C. they use that fucking sign like four times.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So bizarre. I feel
0: like I feel like that's where it really hits the brakes. Is like that scene him. That's getting where I draw out, the line <laughs> because it's it's well no but I'm saying like he gets the ma- well not the mad scientist he he gets the scientist he needs but then there's so much filler of between the shadow and Margot that we t- really yeah. need um and uh and uh and her like needing her dad and stuff like that and whatever it would I,
2: I feel i feel like too overall that i feel like we never really got super satisfying shadow scenes they always kind of felt like they were holding back in some way. Or I think the first scene is pretty good when he beats up. Duke. I think that's the best scene is the first yeah, one. Probably the best scene yeah. in the whole movie. Yeah. But that, like every other time he shows up as, as the shadow, I feel like he's just kind of dicking around. Like he's not, I feel like he's so skilled and so good at what he does, but he's just kind of like, he gets hurt every time. Yeah. He, gets yeah. Hurt. He, he He loses, you know, the, the, uh, the, the Mongolian warriors kind of, kind of mess him up in the lab. And I that feel like bad. that scene should have been like a really cool, I, I feel like they didn't have a great fight coordinator maybe for this movie or look, cause a lot I of the action mean, yeah. really kind of felt like they were, they were done by people who didn't understand action scenes or something. Like you really want to, you want to just see him go for it and do cool shadow stuff, but he's always just kind of prancing around, not really getting into it somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they all felt kind of unsatisfying, especially at the end when he faces off against Khan, it, it's just kind of, yeah. you know, I'm in with my cool guns. It's Let's t- fight. Oh, it's such a,
1: yeah, it's such a, and it's the, that last fight, doesn't take very long at all yeah,
2: yeah like the exploding
1: glass and everything is really cool yeah. but then like there's just like it really feels sad because you're just like he just like decimated this guy like he had no chance like
0: oh yeah, that's crazy. my note here for the final like the beginning of the boss fight essentially is like what i called the boss fight room um because <laughs> like the shadow gets in there and he says you're finished con and then in my head, Khan's like, not if I hit the crazy floor button, yeah, you know, and yeah. like it just it, it's 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 like the game Labyrinth almost. But yeah. um,
1: it's Bomberman at one point where a bomb's just chasing somebody. That was yeah.
0: the that's probably the worst part of the movie when they're <laughs> chasing. Yeah, exactly. It should have that had that thousand plane thousand in the background. Yeah. What was that, Tom?
2: That was a thousand percent unnecessary, that scene. Like it was, entirely. Entirely when you didn't need more stakes at that point. Like, all you needed was the fight between Shadow and, and Khan. You didn't need them chasing a bomb that's rolling around like a... It was so corny. I don't know. Yeah,
0: you didn't have... you didn't need to have, There were there were technically three bomb defusal scenes. You needed one.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even one would have been
0: cliche. <laughs> yeah, okay. right, exactly.
1: I do like the setup, though. They set up the, the colorblind thing early on. Yeah. No, They're that doesn't make
0: sense. He would yeah. have still clipped the one that she said... The
1: yeah not if he not if he no no not for the movie shut That's up not <laughs> i don't understand i don't
0: i don't know i don't i don't know a I smart know.
1: but lovable and dumb
2: yeah
0: so he's just what on a biggest, different wavelength
2: yeah one of the things that made the end so unsatisfying i think is because you, you spend the whole movie building up how skilled and how many powers these guys have but they never you never really feel like they have that big standoff that shows how powerful each one is. You know, the right. shadow immediately slips when the floor moves <laughs> like a doofus. You is get still. bullets. You get bullets yeah. hit each other. Yeah, there's that. Oh,
0: I forgot. Okay, yeah. Let's back up because I uh, we got away from what I was gradually going to get into with how he's like follow. Or, uh, shoot, I forget how it leads up to this, that he goes to find Khan and then Khan is looking. When is Khan tailing him? I forget why he's tailing him. When he like backs into an alley and disappears. I forget the purpose of Khan following him, really. Um, but yeah,
1: one of the henchmen's following him. Why are they following him?
0: I can't remember. See, there's him. this part
1: of the movies where you're just like, why?
2: Why did we even have this part? Met, like Before they met up in Chinatown. Didn't he lose him in Chinatown?
0: It was right before up? that. I'm trying to remember why Speaking uh, of a sparkler's right in your face, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Tell me about it. I'm trying to remember why he's like uh tailing him but anyway they both get out of taxi cabs the shadow's still walking cons behind him gets out of a taxi cab and then the shadow just goes into an alley doesn't move but like disappears into the shadow of the alley con keeps right. walking shadow follows him into chinatown and shadow goes to a restaurant that only con is eating at with his hands because he's a monster and yeah. man um, he's a
1: barbarian yeah because yeah,
0: that's just how you do and then right. um They sit down and they talk, again, casually, like kind of like, we're both douches. With rice
1: in his mustache for about three scenes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then, oh, he brings over one of his henchmen who has a gun. And then we, uh, uh, we forgot about this. So I'll I'll, I'll sidetrack myself to get back to this. When he's talking to the commissioner, the shadow's talking to the commissioner and he's sick of the shadow business. And Alec Baldwin just leans back and his eyes get shiny (laughs) as he's in the shadow. I lost it and I have so many screenshots of him. He's done. He
1: did it like seven times in the movie.
2: I, I love crap like that. It was so weird. It, it felt old timey too. Cause I think, you know, it, it kind of goes back to when they would light people in thirties movies where just their eyes mm. were, were lit and the rest of the screen was darkened. like everything about that, I thought was hilarious and awesome. And in such a doofy, like, like I loved everything about it. The good and the bad. And, like, and the way they would use contact lenses when they would use their powers. Yeah. Like when his eyes would black out, I thought, that was kind of cool, actually. It or, like
1: he was a demon from Supernatural or
2: something. Yeah. <laughs> it, or they it would nine lights in his eyes when he's in the in the shadow costume. So it looks mm-hmm. like his eyes are glowing. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I, I kind of like that practical
1: stuff. It ties in with the toys, because the whole thing about the toys was you could, like, their eyes would light up if you shine a flashlight. Cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was legitimately cool for a toy. But uh, yeah. when he backs up into the shadow, I'm like, oh, this is just great value Star Wars force action right yeah. now. <laughs> It was right. bad.
1: But oh, man. I immediately messaged
0: Scotty. I was like,
1: what the fuck with back into the shadows? Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> so that that sh- the first time that happens is with the commissioner. Then he tries to do this or he does do this with uh, in this restaurant scene with uh, Khan's One thug with a gun pointed at the shadow and the right. thug gives the shadow the gun. And then he, like, falls back in his chair. Khan goes over there. They fire at each other. The bullets hit each other midair, oh. drop to the ground. I paused the movie and ordered a copy of this on Amazon when that happened. <laughs>
1: little, so little I, I I had known about that scene before I'd seen this movie because I, I don't know what was happening. I went down a rabbit hole one day, and I was finally, I think I got into, like, you guys, do you guys know about Gunkata? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, from, from, um, from, the, from Equilibrium. Equilibrium? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: I got down that hole once, and I was like, "Oh, what are the movies that use this trope with the bullets hit each uh, other?" And The okay. Shadow was one of them. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: I had never, I had never, I didn't know about that scene. Somehow, I had never seen that in all of my like action movie, everything happening. That got him. I, I think it's like,
2: because this movie doesn't have a lot of good action scenes, so people kind of don't associate it with an action movie. It's more, you know, like the comic book thriller kind of right, deal. Kind
1: of feels like how the Green Hornet was. Like that came out and feels it kind of in the same vein.
2: Yeah. I actually never saw that one. That was the Seth Rogen one,
1: you mean? Or Yeah, I never. Mm-hmm. I think I own it and I still haven't watched it. Like
0: <laughs> That that scene was also like that was jarring when Khan escapes also because yeah. I thought the first time I watched it, I thought he just jumped out the window and like did a fancy somersault. No, but he, then the second he's time like, ah! <laughs> he screams at it. He does like a Fus Ruda at the window. Yeah. And yes. then he flips out of it. Like, I had to rewind and watch again because I was like, wait, he's standing still and then jumps out. He doesn't smash out. It, it was it was confusing. Uh, I mean,
2: smash. That, that escape bike, he rides away and they made a toy of that for the toy line. But it's but it's got like swords that hook to the front, yeah. like a yeah. dragon sculpture. on the. Like,
1: oh, the cab has like a missile launcher on the front of it oh and, as a the toy. Oh, yes. and they, they never used
2: that in the movie. Yeah, it's no. It's
1: amazing yeah but what that, hold on does no one ask about the rings no one ever like oh what's up with the ring that you have like that's yeah. weird as shit that's yeah. just my class
0: ring you know we all no, uh, you've
1: never worn that until now yeah. after your near-death experience
0: with the shadow 30 of 30 of new york went to the same high school i guess you know? <laughs> class of 19 that's <laughs> yeah, us Jeez. It's, and it's, it's not small no it's no.
1: like gaudy yeah
0: yeah. yeah, it's a gross, dumb thing. Yeah, even Fine. for that it's time, it's like movie. not you would think I don't know. It well, it had to be that for this. It had to be Hollywood giant ring thing, you know. I
1: wish I wish what they would have used uh the story lore, which I, I think that story, that comic series might have came out after this movie came out, but instead of him being part of some like a Tibetan butcher, like he was like actually a, a spy in World War One. Oh, really? like Oh, yeah. That would have made a lot more sense in the movie, but it's sure whatever mysticism. Like, <laughs> yeah,
2: I, th- I think this required less, uh, less setup. Maybe, of course, they did I have pretty. But
0: there's less. I think with the rings and the telepathy, there's less visual explanation needed that would just yeah, eat up time. You know, that's what I mean? true. So I and think the that's original,
2: true. The original radio plays did use a lot of the mysticism. He did get those powers from. I think. I think the original story. Uh, I think the comics might maybe had changed the story a little bit from the original, uh, okay. Radio programs. I think he did, he did have the, uh, the same backstory that they used in the movie where he was, you know, in Tibet or chilling or something. And did all that we, thing.
1: we need to talk about how fucking successful the franchise itself is. Yeah, like it's been around for so long and had so many iterations yeah. of shit.
0: Let's finish up talking about the movie, though. I want to mention the okay. dream sequence because that oh, was yeah. out of nowhere and probably yeah, one of we got the best body horror the movie. Yeah, probably right. the best. Like it's again, right
1: next to Tom's face. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, Corey and I have said we voiced our strong opinions that practical over CG forever. Um, so good. Just like how the uh, well, it's. Why does she? Oh, she she shows up to kill him and then finds out that Margo he's the shadow. Does. Yeah, Margot does and then basically says... Oh, they have
1: a psychic a- link, too. We forgot about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's
2: right. Yeah, she is, <laughs> She's considered a weirdo. She's got these weird psychic powers that no one else believes, but I was not.
0: seriously waiting for like the poor uh uh for th- things that just have not aged well from 80s 90s wherever till now. I was seriously waiting for Alec Baldwin's character when the commissioner says like ah she's a weird one. I don't know what you see in in her. He says that
1: broad. <laughs> yeah,
0: something like that. But Alec Baldwin he essentially says like are you blind? I really thought he was gonna throw something in like dude you gay like something. <laughs> poorly aged. I really thought a line like that was going to come up. But Drops an F
1: They wanted not the one you want to hear. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think they wanted an old timey response. You know, something something that felt kind of classy. Rather Don't than, be a fairy boy. Like, yeah, yeah like, I
0: was waiting for that. Um, right. No, so she has telepathic, selective
2: telepathic powers. I guess she can read minds. I think at certain she points she can read it, but she can't
1: like. In, she can't do what the shadow does.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. She can't control yeah. people. Either.
0: So that's why, but she's there, and basically reads his mind, and she realizes she was sent there by Khan to kill the shadow, she learns it's the, he's the shadow, um, and then sleeps at, also another weird part, that there's no, like, sexual innuendo, or clearly them hooking up, he's like, I have many guest rooms, pick one, and I was like, I, you Respectful. are, you probably were not always like this with women, and yet, I don't know. It it didn't make sense, but I also really appreciated that they were trying to, yeah, let him develop like that. Um, yeah. I then...
2: think the idea was that he was so ashamed of his past that he, he didn't want, you know, like he, he was afraid that getting too close to her would put her in danger. So he's like, you know, he's always got, got her at arm's length. He doesn't want her to get too close, you know? Yeah.
0: So this who might be the best this, line of the movie. Uh, oh, which one's that? the line in the movie where he
1: goes i dreamt about ripping my face off and being somebody else and she goes yes. you got problems he goes yeah i know i'm aware that <laughs> yeah, was pretty great
0: that that was pretty great because that was almost fourth wall breaking like how too many uh shows and movies do that now like yo what i was the expecting
1: fuck? ice cube to show up to explain or <laughs> yeah and right. be like what do you you mean to tell me like
0: <laughs> yeah so that was do you want to describe that whole dream sequence Corey? since that was so a good that story. was
1: I.T. tea sorry my bad
0: <laughs> yeah uh well the dream
1: de- sequence where he's looking in the mirror and then he just like he wakes up because he hears something and then he but goes think, and looks in the mirror
0: isn't it before that that the fire happens around her and stuff or am i out of order
2: oh I think she, she has a vision where she sees his entire past while he's
0: And she's like in his brain
1: in his dreams that's her yeah but then like it goes to where she's out and then it's just him and he just put the bar let's all just talk about it he starts putting his hand in his face and then he just starts ripping his whole head and face out and he comes out and then he is con so he feels like he's going to just turn into con and he wakes up and he freaks out and you're like
2: what the uh, very cultured right with the, the yeah face.
1: poltergeist yeah i didn't even think of that
0: <laughs> i thought i was thinking more like freddy like uh, uh um very yeah. street kind of deal oh.
1: especially the later ones right yeah. uh
0: but that was pretty great that was one of the best scenes in the movie um yeah so let's see where it's got
1: matte paintings movie? it's got practice that's what's crazy <laughs> though is those practical effects are amazing but then the practical effects on his face are so
2: bad <laughs> yeah well, i think they blended cgi into that. Into right right. when he has his hand underneath his head isn't some of that CGI I thought maybe oh, no. it, it might looks be like because they guy. throw
0: enough things in front of the camera like twice as it's rotating so I don't there's definitely a part where
1: his hand is underneath his face though
0: I was going right. to say I was going to say it might all be practical since they do those tricks with the tricks with the camera where there's something blocking it for a second so I feel like they switch out uh, I feel like that stages. whole scene was practical I feel like Younger. they switch out stages of the mask essentially if that makes sense right yeah. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, the face shows up in the fire was really bad though. <laughs> that was yep, yeah, yep. Or uh, the
1: the the, the tapestries design coming out whenever Khan's trying didn't to didn't look yeah. too
0: bad comparatively yeah. though. It didn't. It wasn't the thing that the stuff that ages really poorly is when like TV series around this time, like Sliders, we were talking about. Corey tries yeah, to do yeah. CG because. They couldn't get down. It, I feel like it wasn't really until, like, 2005 at the earliest that people were understanding the shading that you needed to do for for CG stuff because yeah. earlier CG, like, kind of starting in the mid-'90s, everything was so shiny because they didn't realize. They thought, like, oh, throw the CG in there, it's good, it looks real. No, you have to, like, alter the shading around the objects that are not physically there, and nobody did that until way later. You know,
2: they, yeah. might, they may maybe hadn't developed the shaders to be able to do that until that's it, true. Yeah, that the was sliders another, didn't have shaders. That so. was another
0: million dollars in the budget or something stupid, probably right. just right. use shaders.
1: Um, but then four years later, everything like that's what's crazy is it takes such a small amount of time for the te- technology to catch up, and right. now you're like, oh, this looks a lot better.
2: Yeah, I mean, even even Pixar movies kind of had that plasticky, shiny look to them mm-hmm. until. You know yeah. and that, I think it was it's like ambient occlusion where you you sort of have scattered light so it's like a lot of scattered points of light or yeah something like that. that's kind of what gave it that everything more of a matte feel didn't look so plastic anymore it kind of had like realistic cast shadows where you know kind of like a cloudy day when you get soft shadows instead of just everything being right. harsh, super harsh looking uh, dark shadows like a uh, like reboot or a, Ooh, <laughs> wow or everything everything reboot just like,
0: well, yeah and, and, and Corey's favorite cartoon ever beast Wars
2: I love Beast Wars, yeah. (laughs) I was one of the the OG Transformer fans, but I still love... I know a lot of G1 fans shit on Beast Wars, but I thought Beast Wars was cool.
1: Yeah, Scotty, fuck you.
0: (laughs) I never said it was bad, you asshole. (laughs) I said it it has not aged well but I was like absorbed in that story probably as much as G1 but everything in between I just and 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 I don't from think there's Beast rat Wars till now
1: movie so we have to
0: protest. So. yeah. I almost bought a Rat Trap again. Um but the all right, let's wrap up this dumb uh final horrible yeah. final couple of scenes here. Um because it really is just so it's like it I mean, of course, now I say this, but it like it goes into almost a John Wick climax here with the mirrors and everything going on. Uh, Yeah, because it could have been done really well. I feel like they started the scene and like on paper, it wrote mirrors, shattering glass everywhere. And then they got to it and they're like, "Ah, fuck, we cannot do do? do this with the cameras and not have the cameras show up anywhere. So just make it all explode.
2: You know, (laughs) i hire a stunt coordinator. So let's just uh, let's just do crazy stuff. Glass at the head.
0: So yeah. anticlimactic, so anticlimactic, but I guess that was supposed to show like his telepathy has peaked or it's like at its peak that he controlled the knife and now he can explode everything and he's better than Khan because he stabbed him, you know?
2: Yeah. I just wish they would have explained why, you know, there, there was really nothing in there to explain w- what he was lacking and how he found what he was lacking. Maybe it's was it was
1: just all, it was all like his own mental blockage. I feel like some oh, stupid maybe, I, shit like that. Like
2: yeah, it would have been better if they if they implied that letting go of his past is what gave him the power he needed now yes. to defeat because now he's he's symbolically defeating his past by defeating Khan, but yes. they never really they never really say that in a or they don't they don't imply it in a satisfying way. It just feels uh-huh. like
1: I couldn't beat him before, now I can. Yay, he's he's defeated. I'm strong. Also, Bruh. this movie is I'm an hour and forty seven minutes, and we gotta wrap it up.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how that's it felt. It really didn't feel the whole the whole thing where he sends all his Mongolian warriors to stop him, you know. And he he shows up at the hotel. He's got his cape. You know, you're like, all right, sweet. Here comes some cool scenes. You know, here's where he beats sure. up all the people and gets to the last boss. And then it's just sort of like he nope. dicks around with Tim Curry for a little while, and then and then slips yeah. on,
1: on marble. Tim floor. Curry's fo- foaming at the mouth at one point. Uh, like, he's doing no, really yeah, good in yeah. his role. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, the, I, I I I did love him standing with the Tommy gun just.
1: <laughs> look, yeah. they should
0: not have gotten the shot of him far away spinning around because that looks so bad but i love that it exists no it's great it's fine
2: um, he, he sounds like do so- in that scene how <laughs> about
0: yeah. Yeah. And then I so, love, I love, he's, he's foaming at the mouth. He's on the ground. And, uh, I don't even know what the shadow says to him, but Tim Curry just like, yep,
2: you got me. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it, it, I don't know if they ever fully implied that he made him do that or if he just did it because he was nuts. I, it was odd. Uh, uh, I feel like he was mind controlling him to jump think, out the window.
0: I think uh, the exit sign, vapor waving in and out, was yeah. like, what? Oh, that yeah. was the telltale sign. Yeah. yeah which, but that, um, yeah, you have a good point there, though, that they, they lead up to a bunch of cool stuff's going to happen. Nope, just Tim Curry spinning around like a dumbass. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't think you but, see
2: what happens to any of those guards, right? I think Curry's the only know. one. Kind yeah, of just no.
1: disappear. Yeah. He doesn't have a fight yeah, with uh, the big bald one.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, he never gets a satisfying conclusion with that guy, which they made a toy of. They never name him by name, but there's a they, toy of a of course, they, there's a toy. They yeah. could have
0: even like gone as far as to have um, Margo and Mo enter the hotel and have them fight off the guards to show like they're a helpful team, but they didn't even do that. Um, but the what I was going to say though is you bring up a really good point, Tom, because normally Corey and I hate when the audience is spoon fed because we just feel oh. like the oh. the movie creators do not respect your intelligence. But right. this is a movie where they. Needed to do that at some point, like maybe yeah. when the detective work was happening between Margot and Alec Baldwin, they should have done like, "I have to defeat my past." Like I was waiting for yeah. a moment for Alec Baldwin to be like, and her to just be like, "What's wrong?" You know,
2: like <laughs> there's actually a line in the trailer they don't use in the movie, but he says, "I try, I do what I do to fight back the evil inside me, but some oh. part of it is still there waiting." It sounds like
1: this sounds like you're know the story of uh, the comic line Faust.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That it, so, it reminds me of some of that shit, but like Faust is a lot more gorier and like yeah, it's I more like spawn level of shit. So okay.
2: I'm not I'm not super familiar, but I can see that
1: huh. it's it's not great. So.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so, I feel like what we were saying I, I feel like they could have planted seeds. They if they had told the narrative a little bit differently, they could have led up to that pretty easily because they uh, yeah. they pushed that theme of I can't escape my past, but they never really. I don't know. They just don't. They don't they tie never, it together.
0: They never have a physical representation. They or just like, needed something to sell toys.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. and yeah, I think, yeah. I think yeah. they waste too much time with scenes like the water tank, and the they they run out of time to do yeah. that properly by the time you get to the end because they have so many scenes that don't really help the, mm-hmm. the narrative. Like that. Know?
0: Imagine how much money they would have saved if that water scene wasn't even in this. You know, right. like that's just crazy to me. It's almost like they they felt like well well gee whiz gang we this is a 1930s movie and we hadn't had a scene on the docks yet we got to do this you know <laughs> yeah
1: but it's like in the middle of the day yeah.
0: it's not even at night yeah sure. why again why is he there he's like i gotta check on my spheres what's he doing
2: <laughs> i feel like they could have they could have maybe included Margot in that scene differently just just have her uh, uh wait in the car
0: know? or something
2: yeah or how about this he
1: kidnaps her and and she's being trapped in the water, rising, like, and then, like, give the the shadow a reason yeah. to have to show up there to be right. there in the first place instead of just being like, I'm going to go find Tim Curry at his laboratory.
2: Yeah, well, I think they I'm pretty sure they wanted to give Margot something to do heroic, but I think right. you could have done could have still involved her in that scene. Maybe she is able to stop uh what's, you know, uh Tim Curry. Yeah. Or- I, mean, I guess there
1: really isn't a part where she's like the damsel in distress, is there? Yeah. That's not what real. you
0: made me realize and kudos to them and this movie. Cause she's never like a helpless woman in this thing, which is yeah, insanely progressive for a nineties movie, but even more so for a thirties plot, yeah. 90,
1: you know? Yeah. I remember the rocketeer. Jenny didn't really do shit. Good so. God.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. And even if you, I have, since we talked about that uh, episode, I don't remember if I mentioned it in a later podcast recording uh but i did read a bunch of the rocketeer comics and yeah she's nothing more than just like clueless woman number one yeah and, it's uh, sad yeah it is sad um <laughs> so and then the town can see the invisible hotel because Khan is dead and con's uh, been stabbed sure and then the commissioner whips out a damn flask i'm like jesus
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> too old for this shit. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's another Friday. Yeah. So, um and then I'll just I'll go through my Blu-ray bonus notes here real quick. Like just the sure. uh the the writer David Cup was saying that while writing the shadow, uh Death Becomes Her and Jurassic Park basically got made and released. So he was on Cloud Nine. Everyone was on Cloud Nine to work with him, but a lot of good that did. Um mm-hmm. Penelope yeah. Ann Miller is in this and she's aged pretty well. Like she, Alec Baldwin doesn't look any older or younger cause he's never looked different. That's <laughs> true. Um, one funny line she had though, she was talking about her character. She's like, I was cast as Margo because I am tele uh, telepathic and, but she was joking. Oh, you you okay. couldn't tell at first. I thought she was serious. I'm like, Oh, you should go hang out with Dan Aykroyd maybe, hey. but <laughs> yeah. go hang um, out with
1: Gwyneth Paltrow and goop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But no, she, she was fun in this and it was interesting. They actually had uh Baldwin in these interviews and stuff. Um, but the, uh, they talked about the fire ring dream sequence, which was, um, there was a fire behind her, but otherwise they had just things blowing mm-hmm. on her and like basically rods on the floor to then know where to add the flames in post that were supposed to be surrounding her. Um, And uh, let me see. Oh, and the writer was like, I was fully aware that we had Peter Boyle from Taxi Driver as a taxi driver. Uh, He didn't (laughs) say he did that on purpose, but I feel like he totally did. He was aware Um, of it, though. Yeah, but that was it. There wasn't anything like real, like cool, fun facts from the interviews or anything. Um, It's worth it if you're a fan, uh, but you probably can also find that 20 minute behind the scenes things online somewhere, maybe Uh, for it. Yeah, it's it's worth it. I, I think you'd get a kick out of it, Tom. But I didn't feel like yeah. it was like a big like, uh, what's what are those things called? Featurette that you need to. Smoke. Yeah. Um, right. Which is also weird because they did have the the still gallery, the photo gallery, which was a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I was like, they should have. Why was there not a behind the scenes camera doing uh, filming this? But what do I know?
2: I guess that wasn't as common back then. Maybe,
0: Maybe. not. What was common was a music video tying in the oh. theme of a oh, movie yeah. and boy did it ever i would argue oh. that the music video was more intense and action-packed than this movie sometimes
1: i just i mean i just imagined uh kiss from a rose yes like they did the same shit with that move that music video as they did with this one
0: i yeah. don't know where uh taylor dane was but she was also flying through the city
1: maybe yeah. there's so much wind <laughs> there's
2: so much wind in the movie there's so much wind in the fucking music video uh, yeah i i so miss that era of movies when you would have a corny ridiculously corny video as a tie-in for a movie i feel like i feel like the matrix killed that the matrix came out with so cool everyone's like no we're not doing that crap anymore the edgy rage against the machine yeah, I, but I feel like like maybe Will Smith killed it with with all the songs he did for his movies, and it just got cheesier and cheesier as the '90s went on, and then it. Well, we, well we you sure. don't like Wild Wild West. That, uh, <laughs> but then everything. You know had to Burger King
1: I ate when that movie came out? <laughs>
2: right,
0: but then everything in the in the 2000s had to have like, yeah, like that middle. was every soundtrack.
2: It's just changed everything. It's like no, yeah. we're cool now. Even had Slipknot on it. It was great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. 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 But
2: I, just that that whole. I, I wish a director who loved the '90s would do would do in music video for a modern movie. That would be so cool. Just because they That'd were be so dope. corny. I mean, it, it goes back to like you know uh, Prince for the Batman movie and and just mm-hmm. how corny. Mm-hmm videos were it was so awesome. i well, what's
1: great is too you used to have shows like Beavis and Butthead that were half of the show was just music videos. Yeah. So you just get to see more and more music videos. Right.
0: I think this um I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Streets of Fire Tom, but I feel like this track feels like it's for a forgotten It's
2: trying to be. Yeah, it's like oh, a forgotten I- I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. Well, this this was the song was written back in the '70s for Meatloaf. I think it was originally a that song that
0: makes
1: a that lot makes sense. of sense. It does. Her it voice. makes a whole lot of fucking sense.
2: Yeah, she sounds like a female Meatloaf. Her voice is like deep and and powerful. Like she in that video,
0: she's like getting her but like
1: like
2: getting yeah, her lips and all like, that, stuff. Like,
0: rivaling yeah. Steven Tyler's size of mouth in this thing. Right. And um, I like how they
2: put in the the shadow lyrics. You know, who knows oh, what evil lurks? Because that wasn't, you know, obviously not part of the original song.
0: Yeah, I think I like, think the the problem with this song though is there's not, even though it has a chorus, there's not really a hook even to the chorus. Yeah. You know, yeah, you
1: need a you need a streets of fire like
2: da 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 Like yeah, you know, I was yeah, singing yeah. that
1: you, song when this
0: song was playing. Yeah, you know, yep.
2: we're going straight to the wild, wild west. You need something like that. Yeah. We're going well, straight. It was just, uh,
0: and the, the shirt the shirtless men holding capes on poles didn't save it. I don't know if that was like one guy goes. I don't know, man. The way, because it starts
1: off really slow and like soft, and then it goes into like. And I was like, whoa, what? Yeah, it's dancing too.
2: It's got that nineties danceiness, you know. It does. Yes. Yeah, it's CNC like four, music factory. It's like yeah.
0: four yeah, genres right. of music in this thing. It really is. Um, it really and, is. And speaking of equilibrium, it looks like this took place on a building somewhere in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It was Christian Bale. Uh, <laughs> right. He's off somewhere starving himself. Um, oh, there are, a,
2: too. a lot of the weird, the weird city rooftop scenes in Brazil. If you guys have, have seen that movie, the old uh, Terry Gilliam one. That one's no. got like really strange, surreal kind of kind of rooftop scenes that are just okay. You know, I, I, a lot of that, I just miss all my old practical set kind of stuff. See, it all goes
0: back of, to imitating Metropolis or something. Yeah,
2: you know? yeah, base Art Deco.
0: Yeah, 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 which is that was that was my loose connection to wearing this bio shirt <laughs> that <laughs> I have on. That was I try to find. Something.
1: I've got no connection with mine, so <laughs> that's all right.
0: That's all right. Um, so I have, so what we, what we can do here, we have a couple of options. Um, so I do have, we can do, we can go one of two ways here. We could read, I have the tomato gallery that we've encapsulated somehow, Tom, instead of the peanut gallery, I find a five out of five rating on rotten tomatoes and a one out of five. And I read both of those. Yeah, um, for sure. and I Let's think knock we, that out first. Yeah. I think we could do that. And then we could go into talking about the toy line because it's real yeah, and dangerous. then we can do our
2: rating. Yeah, I think um, the marketing in general would be a
0: lot of fun for sure so let me get a swig because i'm gonna read this five out of five there are no punctuations in it if you guys are (laughs) looking at the uh, outline it's like 30 lines but really how long is it but we'll see here this is Xander w gave it a five out of five this has to be the most underrated movie in history. It is good. It is so good that it should have been the first of many more films starring this character. Its soundtrack is mind-blowing, gothic rock, and the film itself sticks with you after you've watched it. Its score is haunting and breathtaking in its crafting. It's the best tribute in the finest era of cinema. The Pulp's Alec Baldwin is stunningly handsome. His eyes seeming as if they were special effects is in own right. He wears a tux better than Bond, and the character is just chilling. Without what? his character, there is no Batman. The shadow pulls of, the shadow pulls of a script. That is high fantasy art and crime gangster tale all around into one. If you've never seen it, you have missed out on Epic Stick. Write it up to the end and like me you will come back to it again and again Sam Raimi made a dark man because he wanted to make his character he knows what I think many know (laughs) that if this character was given the Dark Knight treatment we would have a blockbuster unlike anything we have ever seen who knows what the best movie made in 1994 is The Shadow knows and you too should discover his diamond for itself (laughs) it is my favorite film of all time and if I could go (laughs) give it an extra star I would it's hybrid use of multi themes and genre is no other packed with crime superhero heroics exotic locations, beautiful dames with a hearts of gold, supernatural powers, and magic. There never will be another film like The Shadow until somebody remakes this movie and shows the world what the greatest superhero in fiction truly looks like. Ha 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 ha, ha,
1: ha. <laughs> Why is the ha 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 at the end?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love cocaine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Like, why is he... <laughs> I feel like that was a message to somebody and he just happened to be in the review section. Right. Like...
0: Yeah.
2: That's yeah. fucking that's the that. good
0: one. <laughs> that's the five out of five. And then I found the that's one out great. of five by Williams William S. A throwback to yesteryear. They should have thrown this script away and started over. Damn. Oh. Ouch.
2: <laughs> He's gonna have words for uh, or I think Xander
1: W is gonna have words for him
2: because
1: uh. he'll have words and no punctuation marks. <laughs> Lots
2: yeah. of yelling
0: so laughing. those were
2: periods just stop everybody i don't need them
0: yeah
2: so, that's i think w's review makes perfect sense if you read it as tim curry's character in the, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the
1: most underrated.
2: <laughs>
0: <Right>. Packed <gasps> with crime right. superhero heroics cheese pizza <laughs> you know <laughs> georgie <laughs> <laughs> it's okay
1: really all right, uh, let's get into these fucking toys, because there's so many. And if you got four bucks, you could buy one. So, I found,
0: yeah, if you guys, honestly, if you guys want to click on the link that just says toy line, if you go to that okay. one, um, I found this website, VirtualToychest.com, which has this not been updated since 2011.
1: Website. Yeah, I was about to say,
0: <laughs> but it literally shows every shadow toy that was released. Um, That's cool. It's high resolution, too. <laughs> yeah sort of yeah um but it's funny because <laughs> there are one two three four five versions of the shadow <laughs> and Tom is about to grab and show us one of them oh no that. he's got the that's okay I know that one
2: so this I know. I know this is a very visual bit but i'll I'll describe it too you can see here the this is lightning draw shadow with silver heat 45s this is the basic version of shadow so okay. this is uh, I think it was based on concept art. That's the way every toy line was back then. So they don't really look like they did in the movie. It's kind of, he's kind of got like a weird military coat thing. Cause going they on had
0: there. to get it out with the movie coming out. Yeah. So. Right. yeah. What happens
2: yeah. today? Yeah. But the, the, thing, the cool thing about this, the guns actually do store on his uh, chest, like the, like the uh, shoulder harness he has in the movie. Oh, oh that's, that's cool. cool. Uh, I just love, this is the possibly the most nineties thing ever. Just taking something that's pulpy, adding crazy bright neon nineties. Yeah. Uh. And then you still get you know, all these crazy 90s colors on the back. Jesus, you got yeah. the sticker on the front, too. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I don't have is the mail away ring. That's the one thing that's actually expensive from this line. So you have to mail. Oh,
0: something. really? OK. Oh, really? Because I did. Uh, if if you guys also click on the outline, um, the next. Oops, I just accidentally rated this. God damn it. If you click <laughs> on the thing that says mail away ring from toy line, that brings oh, up yeah. that ring uh, that you could get. So what you do you want to explain how you could get this ring, Tom?
2: Yeah, I'll read it. It says, free Shadow Agent Hologram ring when you buy any two Shadow toys. Offer expires one thirty one ninety six. I think I missed well, my window. Uh-oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> hey, <right. laughs>
0: That's a long window, because the movie came yeah. out in 94 for two right. years. Geez.
2: I wanted to make sure everyone got their chance like this. They uh, figured they got it. a lot of rings. They're like We're going to have so many people clamoring for these rings because this movie's going to be such a huge hit. we got to give them enough time. to. Well,
1: answer. this is back in the day where you had to actually mail in proof of purchases, right?
2: Yeah, right. Yep. That, yep. That's yep, crazy. crazy. If that wasn't '90s enough, there's also a ninja shadow. You know, yeah. He, he Where's, that chest, hair?
0: Where's yeah. that chest hair?
2: I, so it's like, by the way, guys, it's a '90s toy line. Because there's a ninja version of the character, and it kind of feels like those. Does Batman he have a
1: pig's head on in the in the art? <laughs> ninja. No, uh, he's What's
2: got a. Oh, oh, okay.
1: That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, the cape.
2: It's his cape. Well, no
1: one should wear a cape without a shirt.
2: Yeah. <laughs> especially if you have a mask and a hat, it just looks, it's kind of <laughs> it's it's like, Look at I think if, it's, we, if
1: he can't ever go to the beach, everyone's going to be able to identify him.
2: Yeah. Right. So I, there's just something I, I think part of the reason I got so crazy about this movie was obviously because of the toy line and just the whole, yeah. the whole package of the nineties merchandising machine that would happen with movies back then where they would just release <laughs> nonsense toys that made no sense. Usually Kenner would do it because Kenner was notorious for doing things that had nothing to do with the actual movie, but would play well in a toy line. Mm. And the idea of marketing a 1930s pulp character to kids of that era is just so just the last thing they would probably care about, except that it worked for Batman. But just the the novelty of it is just kind of insane that you you use the Art Deco imagery, you use 90s colors, Mm -hmm. you you 90sify all of the characters, you put Ninja Shadow in here. It makes as much
0: sense as selling RoboCop and like Xenomorphs to children.
2: Right. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And you get. Chuwan Khan and his uh, battle his Mech red armor. I like, get everyone remember his red demon armor from the movie. You know, oh, and his Wolverine so claws. My yeah. Yep. I mean, come on, the barrage. You get you get the uh, you get the vehicles on the back. You have like a smart oh my god motorcycle he never used. You got the yeah. battle the
1: dude battle. that looks like the Banshee from Halo. Right, <laughs>
2: like, actually got a, pretty, wow. got a pretty satisfying Art Deco styling to it. Got it right here. Oh my god! Like, come on! Look at Tom
0: is literally holding uh, up audio listeners. I'm sorry, Tom has been holding up every single. He has a complete uh, um, every toy
1: He's been explaining. He has it. He has a complete boxed
0: and unboxed set. And I'm I'm not giving him shit because this is impressive and these boxes actually look pretty cool. I'm so glad. I'm so glad (laughs) I never got into collecting toys.
2: Yeah, this is very sad. I'll admit that this is very sad, but <laughs> yeah. it's also ex- insanely entertaining. And I mean, piecing these together by going to toy shows and seeing them for like ten bucks a piece—you know—you can't beat that. It's it's so cheap. Yeah, cute.
0: that's nuts.
2: It'll be anyway, so being able to find, being able to find something that connects to your childhood in a in a in a kind of fun way, and also also being affordable—that's very hard to do as a modern toy collector. Yeah, so definitely. Turtle stuff, and usually they're hundreds of dollars, or or you know, at the very least yeah. fifty bucks. a piece. Now, this is an interesting character. I'm holding up a, a voodoo priest named Dr. Makino, who was Kino. actually a character, he was a character from the the old pulp serials that okay. they just decided to grab and put in the toy line because they needed more fun. But not in the movie at all. <laughs> right, right. Not even close to being in the movie. But I thought that was interesting. He comes with a chicken claw arm, which is very, <laughs> very is emblematic. It? Is it very emblematic? It's like a rash chicken. A <laughs> little voodoo doll of the shadow, which I thought okay. was pretty cool.
0: Is that He's a radio? A oh no, that's nunchucks. Wait, what it's am I looking at?
2: A mace. It's a mace with a instead of like a flail, but it's got a shrunken head on the end of it instead of a ball and chain. Good instead God! A, All right. Then you get the chicken claw, which is like a voodoo thing, I guess. But it, yeah. it's just I, like look so, at him on the top with his chicken claw, like in the art. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so so uh, nineties. I just nah. hurt my hand.
0: I just hurt my hand trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb she thing.
2: This stuff and it, it just you know. The, the whole marketing blitz and everything, just everything about the way movies were handled back then is, is very nostalgic for me because it was just, I don't know, so corny. Everything the, about this. So-
0: the boxes, now that I see them again, the boxes are almost identical to the Aliens toys, the xenomorphs and stuff, like yeah. the color scheme and everything. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, they use I bright had, neon colors.
0: Right. Uh, he's behind stuff, but I have that one xenomorph that was like the gorilla thing that clutched and you yeah, squeeze his head. And
1: yeah. he I mean, it's even stuff. like these. Like, Jesus I don't know, Christ. It's kinda- it's, like, blurred out, but this Corey is, can't, uh, hold on. Uh,
0: Tom can't see this, but I Corey just whipped you. out a fucking Predator toy.
1: Yeah, this big old Predator toy that I just have sitting off at the side ready for that just such like an
0: occasion. One foot square box. Of- it's
1: posable. Its mouth comes out and everything. It's awesome. Oh, shit. <laughs> but it's, Man. like, bright neon packaging, like.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think it would be hard to explain the the marketing blitz feel the, the like just the way it was to someone who's younger today it would be it's just totally different how movies were oh it yeah hap- it right? can't happen
0: today because things move too yeah. fast with uh no, it, streaming and blu-rays coming out the same technology. month and stuff so right.
2: there was just something so odd about it. just everything about the 90s was weird i don't know but it was very endearing and yeah. something that i'm increasingly nostalgic for as i'm getting old and bitter so it's oh <laughs> <it's, laughs> well you're welcome uh, to the club <laughs> the um,
0: I also have. If skip the next link and go to the the next one that says the first mail away ring, that is from the early early times of the shadow stuff. That was oh the, god, this was terrible. The mail away ring from the forties, rather than looks like a it looks like like just stone,
1: a Man. stone ring. It's made of human bone. I don't know or ceramic. Oh, the blue- only a dime.
2: So it tie- it ties into their to the Blue Coal sponsorship because they they used to sponsor the radio show back in the 30s. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Blue, blue Coal, see, you know, see your dealer at, you know, talk to your local dealer about Blue Coal energy saving. We diet blue so you know it's quality. It was really wow. <laughs> it was strange.
0: All right. Oh, shit. We I did die just... blue
2: because fuck the environment. <laughs> right.
0: I, sc- I scrolled down in that link and there's a replica coin. The shadow hypno coin actually looks kind of cool. I wish I hadn't seen that. But oh, uh, you don't need it. No, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. Um, and then lastly, with all these links here, go ahead and click on great value shadow poster. Um
2: Apparently, they <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'll let i let it's great. This is
0: I really thought this was fake, but apparently there was a 2015 shadow movie um, made by Kapow oh. starring Jesse Cove, who was like. A side character in the Cobra Kai series somewhere that I I still looked him up and didn't recognize him, but this totally like great yo. value shadow is literally a dude in blue jeans and a black t shirt uh, with not even dressed up for the
1: in for Halloween. Yeah,
0: yeah, it looks like he's like, yo, dude, I'm a, I'm gonna be at uh on with my shadow cosplay this weekend. You coming? Um,
1: Gotta go viral. It's <laughs> yeah. bad.
0: It's bad. Um, Yeah, it's something. But like a fedora with a scarf, scarf that's not really my a scarf. lady.
1: My shadow,
0: <laughs> and yeah. uh, he does have a trench coat on, I guess, instead of a. uh,
1: Does he have blue pink. jeans on?
0: I don't know. <laughs> if they had just made the jeans black, they wouldn't have looked bad, as bad. <laughs>
1: Would have been all right.
0: Yeah, he made my ass and wash those wait. idiot. <laughs> um, there was
2: something I noticed in the uh, in the music video, as opposed to the movie. They show that same shot in the intro where he saves the the dude from. Uh, the mobsters and there's that glory shot where the first time you see him, you know and the music swell for -hmm. some reason just has the coat in that shot and then the cape is back in the following shot (laughs) and if you watch the music video they they left the cape off because they add an animated cape flowing in the wind in the music video because they show that same shot in the the music wow so i think they might have forgotten they used the wrong version of it in the actual film and left the cape out probably so for one he just has a coat and then it goes back to like, how do you miss something like that? How do you add it to the music video? The budget was only twenty-five million. Fifteen went to Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so
0: pretty odd. much. All right, it's I all, forgot. All I almost duty. forgot about this. I'm gonna try to share. Oh, this is not. I, I'm so scared about this. We're gonna watch a Shadow Toy commercial that's only forty seconds long. If that's cool.
1: Uh, Man, it's I'm, gonna jack up the camera. So tell me oh, when no. you hit play, and I'll watch it on my side.
0: Okay. Well, I was gonna. Okay. Yeah. If I share it, do you not want me to share it then?
1: You can share it, but it shouldn't mess up anything on my side. But if I try to watch it, it will mess up cameras.
0: Okey doke. I will go live with sharing that. Tom, let me know if you can see that also. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but it's going to pick up through me. And Corey, I'm going to get I'm going to do three, two, one, play. OK. Or it's okay. going to auto refresh and then auto play. What's going on YouTube? What are you doing? No, stop. Uh, Okay. Nope. <laughs> All right, here we go. Three, okay, two, one, play.
2: Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Oh, he punched oh him That's god.
0: pretty good. Armed with quick oh with no! Giant
2: guns Oh god! Don't
1: know those guys?
0: Hell yeah! Put that mask on.
1: That wasn't even in the movie. Oh shit! <laughs> But Khan on his I will
0: obey bike. <laughs> on his bike. Yeah, strapping <laughs> strap <into> the Banshee strapping to the Banshee. Oh, shit.
2: Or is it? Who knows? Or is it? Yeah,
0: they actually oh use movie God. footage, though. That was cool. Yeah. That was weird. Oh, my God. That's and great. stupid. That's great. Uh, that <laughs> was pretty good. Um, yeah, that was very '90s, and that was 40 seconds, and then just like yeah. throwing shit back and forth.
1: It even had the steering It was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, you always have. Oh my god, the shadow knows. All right, uh, it, well,
2: I thought, guess they really thought it was going to be huge. That's it's kind of heartbreaking. They really did. It they is. They really didn't. It, yeah, it feels bad. This will be a, the next Batman. Everyone was saying that. Sure. It's like
0: the opposite of what happened with Last Starfighter, which that thing just yeah. didn't get merchandising, but it. Could yeah. have been not the next Star Wars or Star Trek, but it could have been something if they had done any merchandising with it.
1: Could have been in the vein of Star Trek with like a TV. You could have done a TV series. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's rate this thing. Corey, how many? Uh, how many? I'm going to give it a rating of some out of five colliding bullets. What do you want to?
1: Oh, You picked a good one.
0: I mean, we uh... can all just do colliding bullets, whatever you want.
2: I like colliding bullets.
1: Yeah. That's fine. I'll do that. Uh, I'm going to give point. it, uh, it's really good in the beginning. I think it has a solid act one, uh, kind of half of act one, two is okay. And then it just kind of takes a dump really hard, like kind of about two thirds of the way through. And it's that ending, like the endings it's brutal because like, he doesn't kill the bad guy he strips him of his power that he'll never be able to have again and now right. he's just a lunatic. Oh,
0: we didn't even yeah. mention that. Yeah, the ending of the movie, oh, he's in yeah. a mental institution. Did. He it's so yeah. fun. You know, it zoomed in on his face and then you never see part of his head and then uh um a, th- a therapist, psychologist—I don't yeah, know. Just a doctor comes in. Doctor comes in, gives him his food, and Khan is like, "You will let me go." And he, the the doctor's basically like, "Oh, we're not doing that today, you silly goose." And yeah. then gives him his food and walks away. And he's like, "But I am descendant of Khan." And then you see in the background, like, "I am Theodore Roosevelt of another." I'm patient. Napoleon. I'm like Bonaparte. Uh, this is not aging well. The more you say, yep. please just end the scene. And like, it's pretty rough. But he has yep. stitches and like part of his frontal. I don't think he would have because really they had to survive. They had to as remove well his
1: tunnel lobe because to yeah. yeah. So like otherwise he would die. So sure, but that's just a really bad. That's a tough fate. I think I just kind of want to give it like in the middle. I'll give it a three. Okay, like it's not bad. Like it's it's fun and enjoyable. If you like, I mean, knowing watching the extra videos of like learning the lore of the shadow makes it a little bit cooler. So right. I would watch it again and look for stuff like that, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, other than that, like, it's the, there's parts with the sheet, the, the practical effects were so good, and then his face just looks so fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> it's just so bad. It's not great. I, Peter Boyle's great. That's why, he's the reason
0: it's a three, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The supporting cast is very strong in this, which is what holds right. it together, I Definitely. think. Yeah, if it was relying on, like, just interactions with uh, Khan and the Shadow, not as entertaining, I don't think.
1: You know what? Put Tim Curry as the main bad guy.
0: <laughs> sure
1: put him Why in cons he could be he could be the final descendant of King, Genghis khan we're all have you ever done the ancestry thing like everyone has a couple blips over in mongolia we're all related so. yeah.
0: he was busy yeah uh, yeah i so i i enjoyed i enjoyed a lot of parts of it i think it It was really i think it had an identity crisis and they didn't realize that until they started putting toys out yeah. <laughs> You know, that's true. Uh, like that's I true. found that there was a random Milton Bradley board game, also. I don't even know. Oh, you
1: know about that?
0: Sorry, Tom, <laughs> add it to your hunt.
1: Yeah. Sorry about uh, your bank
0: account, Tom. <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> well, uh, if it's the shadow, it's probably not that expensive, so, yeah, maybe probably. not.
0: And what is what could possibly be the point of it? Um, but I think it was middle of the road. The practical effects, I don't know. I, I it, it's just like. I wish there was more around it. I could. I don't want those toys, but I could stare at the boxes all day, probably. Um, (laughs) So I feel like I'm going to have to give it a two out of five colliding bullets.
2: Oh, yeah. The exact number of colliding bullets in the movie itself.
0: That's right. (laughs) You know what? I'll bump it up to a 2.5 because there's there's practical. There's still are practical effects um
1: actually no that's what I, yeah i want mine 2.5 that's the middle of the road i don't know why i thought three was middle of the road of five so <laughs> okay yeah mine's 2.5 as well
0: all right we're being we're we're being strong but or wait we're being harsh but true is what i was trying to say yeah, all right tom what do you how do you think no pressure at all since we just ranked it but <laughs>
1: <It's> just, <laughs> are you just shit on your dreams
2: <laughs> yeah no i i would say i mean the movie is very flawed i yeah. and watching back through it again i thought up until the 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 water tank scene. It was actually a really solid movie. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm really enjoying this. It doesn't feel like it's dragging. I'm enjoying all the old timiness and the weird pulpiness of it. But after that scene, it just kind of, kind of drops off. So I, yeah. as, a, as a movie, objectively, as a movie, I'd say three. Oh, but taking okay. all the nostalgia into uh, into account, I would give it a five. Just, just so damn <laughs> How much I love 90s marketing movies. You know, just the media blitz, just all taking all of that into account. I just love. Put a five of, down, Scotty. I,
0: I, yeah, I'm sorry. Let me rewrite that. It's just five. It's just straight up. Five I, I enjoy five. the
2: it
1: makes it so so. We dumb. need no explanation,
2: right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know
1: why it's five movie. out of five because you picked it for your episode. How about that? Right. <laughs> That's fine.
2: Totally right. fine. Right. Pretty right. sure
1: Graham gave that uh, police story a five out of five.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's really no way I can I can say less than five when I've got. Two sets of the toys. I feel like that would be. You have an open
1: and unopened. Yeah,
2: man. You're, you're kind of ingrained. Yeah. Yeah. 100% lying to myself if I didn't give it a five. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: That one guy that still owns stock and Kenner sponsored this episode of the Static Podcast.
1: <laughs> it's, it's Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's, that's good. That's
0: great. I'm double checking my notes. I don't think there's really anything.
1: That's really all I had, too. Anything yeah.
0: Anything else? Yeah. Um. There's, uh, we really, There's a lot we did not mention. So I would still say watch the movie. Yeah, we used to do either watch it or don't watch it. I would say watch it. I would, because I enjoyed Rocketeer for similar reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, 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 the other one that Corey mentioned—it's in the same—it's
1: in the same vein as Dark Man.
0: It's in the same vein as
1: Dark Man, yeah. and I haven't seen Phantom yet. But I—he keeps whenever I'm looking up things about Dark Man or this movie, it says, "Hey, you should watch the Phantom too." And I'm uh, like, "Stop yeah. it! I love Billy Zane." So <laughs> right. the Phantom's
2: not bad. It's—it's it's almost like the halfway point between the Shadow and Rocketeer, where it's a little—it's okay. a little hearted and cheesy, like like Rocketeer, but it's got a little more pulpiness, like the Shadow. Mm-hmm, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha.
0: That's cool. Um, I, I was, I'll mention this last thing so that anyone else can go down a rabbit hole. There was almost a video game for the shadow on Genesis and super Nintendo. Uh, it looks just straight up like the Spider-Man or Avengers games on Sega Genesis.
1: Well, there was one game, I think it was called Nighthawk that was on Nintendo that I I always got. I thought
0: that maybe for that, I think,
1: yeah, it was, it's a terrible game. So.
0: Yeah, it's not good. The reason I mention it is when I was researching stuff for this, the game kept coming up and I'm like, I was finding screenshots, but I couldn't find it on price charting to like see if it's Mm -hmm. worth anything because it didn't come out until I finally I hate going to only Wikipedia, but that was where I found out it had never actually been released.
2: Gotcha. I knew of it, but I never. Yeah, I had never seen, you know, actual gameplay. Obviously, I
0: I think it did not get finished because the movie did not do well.
2: Yeah, I think that was the reason. Makes I think oddly enough, it's almost part of why i like that movie so much it's a, i have a i have an affinity for 90s movies that failed miserably <laughs> i don't know why and, I, and pretty You're much on every, the right podcast let me tell yeah, you what <laughs> right. and like every every attempt at pulp revivals in the 90s just all bombed except for batman which was really more because it was a superhero movie not a pulp movie so yeah, I know, true, I, yeah. something I, I find fascinating about that because i loved those pulp movies but none of them succeeded i mean i guess Rocketeer did okay
0: it, it did OK, but like, yeah, we we kept talking about Rocketeer like there were so many reasons that movies should have done better, especially with the toys and the games mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff that was out there. I'm surprised there's not like an animated series.
1: It was uh, the other it was the, all the other movies like it was Jurassic Park and all that other right. shit that was came out around that time. So yeah, it just got over- shouted or overshadowed.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, so, uh, lastly, we'll do some plugs here, uh, as always. Yeah. Um, well, we'll let our guests go first. Go ahead and plug where people can find you, Tom and your stuff. Thank
2: you. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh as, uh, Scotty mentioned, I do a comic book called the revival and it, it mixes, uh, it's a post-apocalyptic war story, but all the characters are references to eighties toys and cartoons. So like the main character is based on strawberry shortcake. You got, you know, Smurfs in there, rainbow bright, all that kind of stuff. And that's on the, uh, the revival You can read it for free, and then uh, I have a portfolio link be down
0: below so yeah we'll link yeah. it in the profile or the description for the episode and stuff
2: thanks yeah and i have a, a portfolio website where you can see the other stuff i'm working on it's just uh murderous automaton.com and that's got i think it, you can link to the revival from there too but it's also got information on some of the other projects i'm working on and and it worked for uh, stern pinball we just uh, released a uh, venom pinball machine so that is pretty sweet so Ooh, nice. depends on the lcd screen for that game so if if you guys are into pinball at all go uh i guess look for venom go buy
0: a pinball machine
2: <laughs> yeah go buy a pinball machine they're like, <laughs> they're like grand or something it's no big deal yeah yeah, yeah.
1: everyone that listens to our podcast has money so <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. but yeah you try to find those in arcades and bars and stuff and give it a shot i'll easy. be on the lookout i travel a lot for
1: work and i try to go to barcades and stuff yeah. like that so i'll, I'll yeah, be on
2: anyone for anyone in the chicago area if you go to logan arcade they should uh they, they usually get the new uh, stern releases so we check it out does, there. Do
0: you know, nice. does Galloping Ghost get them frequently enough or do you know that at all?
2: I'm not sure if they get the new ones. I haven't been there in a while, so I'm not I'm not yeah. totally sure if they stay current with their pinball machines. I think they do have some of the new ones, but something that's like just released. I'm not sure if they would have yet.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Where, last, last time I've time... been there is when he, we saw him. So. <laughs> I was going to say, was yeah. that the last time you were there was when we yeah. were? Nice. Yeah. Well, We'll be there soon, so yeah, we're gonna be rolling back in. Um, I oh, do want right. to, yeah, hopefully, if schedules work out, we'll be able to actually spend more time at Galloping Ghosts and, and other awesome. places. Um, uh, anything else though, before we plug ourselves here? Oh, no,
2: that's it, and, and uh, thank you for having me. That was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, no, thanks, thanks thank for coming for being on. on uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. We, I, I said forever ago. And I'll lead into our plugs here. We do have for a long the time September marathon coming up for Dreamcast. It used to be 24 hours, it's just going to be 12 hours this year because we we're old. Started to listen to our bodies screaming at us. Um, but and we want to go to arcades more. So. Yeah. The last time scheduling just got messed up, but we were able to meet up with Tom and his brother Mike. Uh, who was also part of the Sega Addicts and stuff. So it was really cool. It's always a really weird first moment when you meet someone you've been talking to on the internet for months or years. Uh, I
1: know. But, I felt like I was short with Tom because I was just overwhelmed with Galloping Ghosts. So
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's understandable because that place is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. But like
0: we, but like when Tom and I uh, met and shook hands, we like somehow 40 minutes had gone by and I hadn't played a damn game because we were just talking. Oh, about
1: yeah. You guys were talking like we just kept running around y'all. So. Yeah.
0: So it was like uh, and it just like brought back the Sega Addicts days. I'm like, oh, why have we not had Tom on yet? Him and I can BS about <laughs> any of this stuff. He's, he's
1: been like... ever since. He's like, we got to get Tom on. We got to get Tom on. We got to get Tom on. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. anytime
2: you guys want me to come on, I'm not, a game. not to invite myself, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm,
1: you're I'm fine. All... Everyone so far has been we, welcome back with open arms. So
0: Right. right. Awesome. Right. Um, yeah, but so that's coming up again. So we're going to be out in Chicago soonish. Chicago. Um, going over there to Chicago,
1: Playing some games going. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go and get me some of them. Uh, that pizza y'all got over there. So <laughs> <laughs> throw a couple Sad.
0: of peanuts at them. Be in Chicago before you know it. Um. <laughs> I hate you and I'll finish plugging my stuff and then Corey can plug his stuff but uh I've done I did a pickups video because I went to an anime convention recently and also just mm-hmm. kind of an update on my channel and everything uh surprisingly cool anime convention it has grown a lot uh which is you, a lot of the pictures were cool that you showed off it's just it's expanded because it's it's really nice and without just talking about the video it Basically, used to be a convention that was like sponsored by, oh, this year it's by Funimation. So everybody look at, I don't even know what Yu Gi Oh! or whatever their big anime is. So that was everywhere, but they've gotten mm-hmm. away from that so they can just have whatever. So it's bigger now. Um, oh, it's got, which it used to be Con, but now it goes by Techo, which is just Teco rolls off the tongue a little bit better. That's what everybody okay. called it anyway. Um, yeah, Techo. And uh, so that was a lot of fun. And let's see, what have I... I did... Uh, I'm taking a break from streaming, but just streamed some Sonic R and Enemy Zero. That was fun. That was horrible and fun at the same time.
1: Funny enough is I might come back for a little bit of streaming here or there. I might have some time here soon. Nice.
0: Big so. up the slack. Um, Trif- no. Yeah. Uh, and then my last unboxing was the Tetris Chicken McNugget that...
1: <laughs> I can't believe you
0: fucking bought that thing. Hell yeah. It's uh Ridiculous. It's great. Right- right in the background, that little white box. Oh, I see it. It's very tiny. I see it right I, there. I don't know where else to put it, really. Um, there you go, audio listeners. So, yeah, I yeah. did that unboxing. So, uh, That's what's going on, and I'll throw it over to Corey. Uh, just
1: follow me on the new X site. <laughs> so <laughs> It's no longer Twitter, which is so dumb. Uh, you can follow me over there. Uh, I post about stupid shit, and if I'm going to be going live with streaming, I'll post a schedule over there. Been wanting to got a little bit of downtime, been trying to get back into it, so we'll see. But that's all we got,
0: yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll link a bunch of stuff that Tom does. Uh, I'll also vouch for his comic, The Revival. It's very cool. Uh, it's oh, very check it out, it's pretty dark. Uh, yeah. not, as, not just visually, but like tonally, so yeah, prepare it's yourself.
2: D- it's definitely aimed at people that grew up in the 80s,
0: yeah, uh, 80s, okay, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, but, and then next episode, we are bringing some more friends on
2: pretty sure we're
0: going to be watching the Jackie Chan movie again, um, Probably. but we're going to have our buddies Nick and Graham, uh, if that's it, oh, I
1: was going to say, if that was a hint to any, if anyone was trying to guess who our guest was going to be, but you just said it. So
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggest super Jackie Chan fan Graham there. Um, hey,
1: I bought mm-hmm. the blu ray like right after we did that episode, the Blu-ray of police story collector's edition went on sale. So I bought it
0: right on. Very nice. And I guess all that's left to say is, oh, well, thank you for coming on, Tom. You said, thanks for having me. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. That was a blast. I'm sweating. Thank you for enduring the shadow for me.
0: (laughs) No, that was, I, I had it like this again. This was one of the few, like sometimes we have episodes of like the movie, making contact where I literally watched it with an MST three K thing. And then could not find anything. Corey and I just Maybe. talked about it and were excited. This was the Rocket opposite, going. where like I had to force myself to stop doing research because I knew you were going to bring a lot to it. And yeah. it was, we could have gone on for another hour about this thing. Yeah,
1: we could. We're already so, at like two hours. So.
0: <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. That's because, I mean, you know, it. whatever. It's uh, all right. If you're getting a little bit of static, don't touch that dial because you are right where you need to be. The static zone. Oh our effects here are just as professional as the shadow <laughs>
1: practical there effects it it's practical that's right don't it you forget it <laughs> practically works
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> who
1: knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men The Shadow knows. Blue Cold presents The Shadow, a man of mystery who strikes terror in the very souls of sharpsters, lawbreakers, and
0: criminals.
2: He was consumed by evil for as long as you can remember. You've struggled against your own black heart. Shoot through him. Every man pays a price for redemption. I'm not looking for redemption. You have no choice. But I'll teach you to use your black shadow to fight evil. He became
1: the shadow. I didn't see anything. I swear.
2: Dump him. Ah! Ah!
1: (laughs) Who's there? Did you think you'd get away with it? Did you think I wouldn't know? (laughs)
2: Now, when the world is in danger. Report. Police investigation of murder. Agent advises inquiry. Who knows what powers stir in the night? Whenever you did, it's in the past. Join me. Inside you beats a heart of darkness. I do what I do to fight back the evil inside me, but some part of it is still there, waiting. Genghis Khan conquered half of the world in his lifetime. I intend to finish the job. And when the adventure begins... Activate the bomb. Who knows where it will end? Alec Baldwin, John Lone, Penelope Ann Miller, and Tim Curry. Who knows what evil lurks in the
1: hearts of men? The Shadow.